Welcome everyone to Comics from the Multiverse, episode 353. I am Peter and joining me as always is Matt. Hey, let's go. I got a hockey game to watch. <laughs> always glad to be here, I see. Uh, also, Connor is here as well. Yeah, but I also have a hockey game to watch, so. <laughs> have you been watching? I watched the last period of game two while okay. I was at work. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't get out of work until like that's just out of this series that's probably the best uh, period to watch so yeah yeah we had so many technical issues that delayed mm -hmm. the starting of this recording for like 30 minutes we're using new uh, video calling software versus before because for some reason skype just decided didn't like connor's make anymore and somehow you two still decided that going into a tangent about Freaking ice hockey was the best use of our time at the start of the show. It, it literally took you longer to shame us than it did that we talked. Yeah, this is your punishment. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, a any delay you cause, I'm going to amplify. It's, 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 That's it's fine. Once the game sport. starts, you will not have my full attention. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, it's just about half now, right? Yep. This is just a shocking state of affairs. This is the DC Cowboys podcast, everyone. Welcome to the show. We are going to talk about this week's DC books. Coming up, we have Superman issue 3, Nightwing issue 103, The Flash 797, Batman Superman World's Finest issue 14, Batgirl 17, Superboy, The Man of Tomorrow issue 1, and Deceased War of the Undead Gods issue 8. And also probably a Patreon book or two from Connor that he never actually told uh, me about in advance. <laughs> just the one, and I did tell you I was reading a Patreon book. Yes, you told me you were reading a Patreon book. You never told me what that book was, though. It, it, it was Undiscovered Country because I'm up to date on Robin until next week. Oh, look at you. Yeah. Am, I, am I the only one that read Superboy? I read Superboy. Okay, cool. I forgot Superboy existed, but I'll no. probably have time <laughs> to read it during one of your... AKA break. DC circa 2016. <laughs> uh very good so yes uh that's the that's the show where we also have solicits though we got solicits for july this week so mm -hmm. we'll be able to talk about those and hopefully have a jolly good time doing so so we'll get into everything in just a moment but it's yes the only one problem with this is unlike the other one we use it doesn't jump to the front so when I when I move tabs over, I can't see you guys. Oh, okay. Well, I've got it on a separate window on the other okay. other monitor. Yeah, I, I don't. I have one monitor. <laughs> yeah, you'll be you'll, you'll be fine. I I also I have like... two monitors, but you'll be fine. <laughs> That's fine. All we're saying is, is 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 get with the times. No, I have a laptop. It's fine. Matt's uh slumming it with a Mac. A very old Mac at that, and one. No, this is Mac. my new. No, no, no. This is. I haven't used my old one in a very long time. Okay. So, yeah. This, this is, is a new, new old Mac. MacBook. Yes. It's a couple of years old, but it still works. So, I'm. I'm gonna make this work. So you guys start. Let's. Hey, let's talk about sales. <laughs> was was that? Was it always time for Matt? Um, What's that? Comicsology top ten. Right you are, right you are. Matt is on the ball. He knows what he's doing mm -hmm. today. Uh, so yeah, we're going to look at the sales as of right now. The chart, the, the sales order for Comixology, uh, they're separated by Tuesday and Wednesday. So we'll look at Tuesday, which is all DC books first, and then we'll peek in at the rest of the industry from Wednesday. So what do you think number one was? I'm going to say Nightwing 103. 
That is incorrect. It is not Nightwing. Because somehow, don't ask me how, but somehow it's Batman. <laughs> no, it's not Batman. It's Sup- Superman. Superman issue three Boom. is number one. Uh, so there's that. Number two is actually Deceased, uh, War of the Undead Gods, issue eight. So final issue of that, getting a little bit of a bump. Uh, number three is Nightwing, 103. Number four is Superboy, The Man of Tomorrow, surprisingly. Wow. I guess there's a thirst for Connor Kent. There is. Who? Precisely. Number five is World's Finest. Number six is The Flash, 797. Number seven is Wonder Woman, 798. Number eight is Black Adam. Number nine is Static, issue three. And number 10 is Batgirls, 17. So unlike the last couple of weeks, there's actually 10 actual single issue releases that could make up the top 10 this week. So... That's something. That's that's mm-hmm. worth mentioning. Uh, so, very cool. Uh, but yeah, uh, not really much to report there. Uh, Wednesday's books, if we have a, a quick peek at them. Uh, care to guess? Some form I'm, of X-Men book. I'm going to say Nightcrawlers 3. You're incorrect. Oh my god, is that's it, the first is it time. some form of Sinister. very controversial Spider-Man book? No. Is it X-Force? No! Well, that would have come under some form of X-Men book. <laughs> I, I don't know what else came out. I, I, I'm not up to date on Marvel Comics. Don't tell me it's Hollow's Eve. No! Oh my god. <laughs> what could it be? I actually have no idea what it's out. Let me have a look. It's... There's going to be something that would make sense. The House of Slaughter? <laughs> You're telling me it wasn't Amazing Spider-Man 24? Nope. Is it a Marvel comic? It is a Marvel comic, yes. I can confirm. She-Hulk. Nope. Nothing else here should be selling that much. <laughs> hey, Matt, no F-bombs <laughs> on the... Uh... I, I, I cut it off right at the end. Uh, okay, all right. <laughs> what, what the hell is it? None of these should be selling more than, than Spider-Man. Avengers Assemble Omega. What? By Jason wow. Aaron. By Jason Aaron and Aaron Cooter. I don't know. It's eight dollars. But this wow. number one. I mean, good for them. <laughs> but not all. I, I didn't realize Aaron was still on Avengers. He's not in the well, main book. I think this is him like finishing him off. It yeah, and I... yeah, but like this is still part of his Avengers run, which is wild. I assume so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, number two is Nightcrawlers three. Which is uh, part of the Sins of Sinister stuff. Yep. Uh, which has been a safe bet for number one on Wednesday for a while. Anything with the Sins of Sinister mm-hmm. banner, ba- banner, but not this week. Yep. Uh, number three is X Force, issue 39, uh, which is Percy. Um, yep. So, it has been for a while. Actually, yeah. like years at this point. Yeah. Well, I know he was doing Wolverine, but I, I, I didn't realize yeah. he was doing X Force for whatever yeah. reason. Uh, and then number four is Amazing Spider Man, issue 24. Uh, Very controversial book right now. From everything and why, I've why is that? Um, something to do with MJ being lost in a pocket dimension and then dating some other dude. Oh dear. Yeah. And 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 people are mad because uh, of the internet. I mean, it's. I feel like that Amazing Spider-Man. One of his biggest sins is just finding ways to break Peter and MJ up, just so they can cause mm-hmm. drama. So I suspect that it might stem from that. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, number five is Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, issue 107. So, good for it. 
cool. Number six is Punisher issue eleven. Number seven is She Hulk issue twelve. Number eight is Bishop War College issue three. Number still sounds like an actual school. <laughs> number nine is New Mutants Lethal Legion. Whatever that is. <laughs> number ten is Warlock Rebirth issue one. Hey, Rebirth's a DC word. You're not allowed to use that, it Marvel. Is. However, they're trying to get their Adam Warlock stuff out before uh, Guardians in two weeks. Is that that soon? Yeah, it's here. Near two weeks. I I guess so. Yeah. (laughs) You guess so? You had no idea either. I don't know if you know this, but Pete's out on superhero movies, Connor. So Uh, I'm aware, but it it says a lot. I went I went to the cinema last week for the first Uh time in years, and I got. I got I got trailers for the the new Transformers movie, so it's not like it was like outside of what I was going to see as the the audience. But I did not get mm-hmm. a Guardians trailer, which is wow. kind of weird. Huh? Uh, what did you go see? I went to see Suzumi, which is a oh, new. Right. Uh, it's, it's an anime film. It's uh, the director Your Name. Uh, it's his newest film. Mm-hmm. It's very good. It's about a girl who falls in love with a chair. There's context. Okay. There is context. <laughs> yeah. But it's about that. Ultimately, well, and, you said some other stuff. But... She was looking for some wood, is what you were saying. <laughs> yeah, you could. <laughs> <do that. laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I've not seen a trailer for Guardians at the cinema either. I've been a few times recently. Oh, I've seen, yeah. I've seen a couple. So I got one before John Wick. And you got one last night. Because yeah. I thought, I thought first maybe, maybe it's just ah, oh, they didn't want to put it in front of that film. They thought uh, not the audience. But then, yeah, they showed the Transformers trailer. So God, that movie looks really garbage. Like even more so. No, no, it looks amazingly shite. Yes. I'm there for it. Not in the cinema, but I'm there for it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it doesn't look any worse, certainly, than the Michael Bay ones. It can't. No, but it can't possibly look worse than those. Last night, uh, my wife leaned to me and goes, why is Optimus Prime a gorilla? And that's a great question. So. But Optimus Prime isn't a gorilla. There's another gorilla. No, but it, he... I'm sure there's timey wimey elements if I know my beast wars. So <laughs> I'll I'll, t- I'll take your word for it, Matt. Yep. Um, yes. Transformers fans are a different thing altogether. They are. I will say I appreciate they look like the G1 designs. That's cool, but you still I yeah the, the they're continuing them from the Bumblebee movie. They're, they're, they've basically yeah. used Bumblebee as a soft reboot where they're just kind of mm-hmm. continuing with how they looked that in that because it's the best Transformers film. Easily. Probably, yeah. Yeah, but do, do you know there's another Transformers movie next year? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were talking about this not long ago. Yeah, there's another oh, one next year. Yeah, I, I didn't realize it. It's there's another one next year, which I think is like a prequel set in Cybertron. Yes. What I say? Yeah. It's a Cybertron origin. So it's just going to be a CG movie. Yes, it's yeah. going to be all CG. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But hey, you know. <clears throat> oh. I cannot believe Guardians is coming out in two weeks and I've not seen a single trailer for it. It looks like it's going to make me cry. I, I haven't like, even had to like actively avoid cry. this. They've just not been there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think I saw part of a trailer just online at some point. Maybe it played before a YouTube video or something, but... This will be the real test. You know, people keep saying, oh, superhero movies are dead. This will be the mm-hmm. real test. I, I did see that the uh, the second Shazam movie made less money than Morbius. Mm-hmm. It did, yes. It, it Which absolutely. I think it's just funny. It tanked. It, it like it was set out hey. to die. To be fair, but it tanked. Yeah. It was, but um, objectively funny. Hey, I know that Mitch Garrett's son loved it. 
Look, it I've gets seen, a seal of approval. I've seen a few people say, you know, it's it's actually yeah. quite fun, mm-hmm. but also, who cares? Just I been... mean, I'm gonna watch it when it hits max. So there's just been know? too many to be yeah. excited about a passable movie, you know, or yeah. something. It's just a bit of fun. Yeah. Like it, I, there's too many now I, for that to be enough. I think if if because obviously Ant Man didn't do super hot, and then nah. there was the, the Shazam. I think if Guardians underperforms, that'll yeah. be a sign of. Maybe well, the I mean, this summer bursting. alone, we're going to have Guardians and then Flash and then Blue Beetle. <laughs> so we'll oh, see. Yeah. Flash is a real movie. Yes, Flash is a real I got a trailer for that last night again. Uh, be, being up on the big screen and seeing Michael Keaton in the light, oh, very weird. Joe, my, my favorite part of when I saw the trailers in, in front of that film mm-hmm. is they showed the short version of the Flash trailer and then mm-hmm. put a thing at the end going, see the full trailer online. I'm like, I am in the yeah. cinema. This is yeah. where you're supposed to show me the trailers and advertise <laughs> me to come back here and you can't True. be bothered to show it. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh. Well, as a comment, it's your top ten, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, although we've veered into other territory as it went on. Uh, arguably, arguably. Uh, so that'll do that. Uh, we do have solicits to go through, so we should probably uh, get started on those. <laughs> <laughs> we have July solicits to look at. Um, which I've not even glanced at these yet, so this is like a, a journey of discovery. We'll see what's here, and uh, and discover I know all some the... new number ones. But that's all I, all I know. Yeah, well, I don't even know what they are. So be good. Uh, first up was Night Terrors issue one. We knew this was coming. We've heard about mm-hmm. a lot of the miniseries that uh, are going to be playing out. Well, just two part. Yeah, it was there was two issue miniseries that are all sort of tying into this that are all coming out. Yeah, and this is just a four issue mini. Uh, and the main book's only four issues. I did not realize that. Uh. So this is Joshua Williamson writing with Giuseppe Camincoli and Casper Wingard on art. Which is a fantastic art job. Uh, yeah. Yeah, um, you know, like, more on this later when we talk about Superman 3. It's hard to get excited for Joshua Williamson on a book right now, I'll be honest. So, Ooh, uh, someone finally coming around to, to my point I, of view. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, you know. I'm not super enthusiastic about his name, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have Hot Girl issue one, which we knew about from before. Uh, this mm-hmm. is Jadzia, Axelrod, and Amanki and Yehulpin on the arts. A six issue miniseries starting in July. Uh, we have World's Finest Teen Titans issue one, which of course we spoke about in the news uh, last week. And this is Mark Wade and Emanuela Lupicino spinning out of mm-hmm. the world's finest book, six issue miniseries. I think we were debating last week because it wasn't clear if it was a mini or not. Uh, right. But here it is. Uh, here, here it's very clear. Yeah, black and white, which issue one of six, uh, which honestly mm-hmm. makes sense, but because it did seem mm-hmm. kind of weird that it may be an ongoing last time. This feels a bit more natural to what it is. No, he meant black and white, like oh, cut oh, and dry. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, because I was like, they're trying that again. No, well, no, no, so they no. Had the, I, uh, the Gotham book. I just spend the information is there in black and yeah, white. Yeah. The, the, it's a regular comic book. Uh, Superman: The Last Days of Lex Luthor, the other Mark Wade book that was announced with Brian Hitch on art. This is the uh, spiritual sequel or whatever you want to call it to Birthright. Black label book. Super interesting. Uh, three oversized issues. This one is. Let's see if they can hit a monthly with with Hitch. <laughs> Were they promising monthly though? I don't know, but it'll be like, it's, it's oversized, so it might be every other month. 
But yeah, I mean, I, it's, 40, it's 48 pages, it's 7 bucks. I would expect, like, my, my default expectation for that would be every other month, not every month. Yeah. I wonder if they just kind of, with, with Hitch being Hitch. infamously slow, <laughs> like, um, maybe, maybe they kind of got it finished before they even solicited. Yeah. Very, very possible. Uh, or they waited till there was maybe like five pages left of issue three, and they went, "Ah, okay, we can probably start now, and he'll just about finish in time." <laughs> you may, we may have to delay the last issue by a few weeks, but yeah, <laughs> too bad. Uh, we got Batman Beyond Neo Gothic issue one. Uh, this is one I did not know about. This is Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing with art by mm-hmm. Max Dunbar. So uh, this does not say one of anything. Didn't they do a Batman Beyond series already. They did. They yeah. did the Neo Year. So this is the sequel to that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I mean, maybe they've just forgot to put it in, but I don't see any one of six or anything like that. No. So no, and Batman Beyond as a comic sells pretty consistently. I mean, it had a comic for years. How long like, did we talk about that? Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. true. Oh. So it probably is just ongoing because it is guaranteed at least a certain amount of sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to say the name of the artist who has done the one in fifty variant. Uh, I'll get banned off YouTube. Uh, so. Yeah, <laughs> just I was just waiting for the reactions. I was like, it was a slow. They're looking it for it. Was, I was, the thing is, I forgot to go to the one in fifty, so I was going yeah. down all of them, going, yeah. "That's not that bad. That's not that bad." And then I got to that. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yes. Uh, name is spelled D I K E. Just in case anyone. Let's just say it's Deke. Sure, we'll, we'll go yeah. with we'll go with Deke. I mean, as a obviously judging by the last name, I assume it's uh. It may have a pronunciation that's not yeah. what I'd expect, but anyway, uh, we got Adventures of Superman John Ken issue five, penultimate issue of the the Tom yeah. Taylor mini that's going on right now. Uh, we have Batman: The Adventure Continues season three. We have Batman: Adve- The Brave and the Bold issue three. Uh, are these just alphabetical order this time? I feel like they're yep, yep. That's okay. what it feels like right now. They keep changing the goddamn ordering of these. Uh, so we got Probably that because uh, DC fired all their people that deal with this stuff. And it's just whoever throws it together each month yeah. does it a different way. Uh, Batman The White Knight Presents, Generation Joker, Issue 3. So next one of those. We got Batman Superman World's Finest, Issue 17. What's this Power Ranger looking Zord? I know, I was just thinking. On the cover here. World War AI. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Oh, there's some nice covers, actually. This one. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and still uh, one in 50 cover. On. Yep, one in fifty cover by that same artist. So. Oh, so it is. Oh. Yeah, but there's, there's also a, a McKelvey variant. So yeah, the, uh, I think the McKelvey variant has Mockingbird on on there. Uh, that looks pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have the Batman Scooby Doo Mysteries issue ten. We have Batman Incorporated issue ten. Uh, what I, I keep forgetting. I forgot it existed. Yeah. Yeah. Keep forgetting it's a thing. Uh, and then we have City Boy issue three. Uh, really interesting cover there. I'm sure it's not finished yet. It's just in black and white. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I've I've been really uh, Mikhail Jung on. Our, I've been really enjoying their work on uh, Doctor Afra, the Star Wars book. Um, I'm assuming they're not anymore. I'm, I'm obviously behind, but they were the regular artists on that book for like at least two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, so we got that, we got Danger Street issue 7, uh, out in July, which is cool. I think Kevin's Creeper cover is nice. The Creeper cover, you say? Oh yeah, it's very Ooh, nice. Yeah. Uh, very good. 
Uh, we got Dark Knights of Steel issue 12. This is finally ending. Probably hey. about, This has to be like a year after what it would have ended if it yeah. stayed monthly. Because there's been so many delays between every issue of this the last... Like... It does yeah. feel like a year at this point. Uh, DC Ruby issue 6. We have Harley Quinn Black and White r- plus Redder issue 1. So, very good. So it's a new... Uh. So it's like, it's like they did last time. It's the black, yeah. black and white with red, but it's this is a second miniseries in that style. So this yeah. it's got Zdarsky, Leah Williams, Paul Shear, who's a comedian, uh, Nick Giovanetti. So looks like it's four. Hey, uh, the first series of this was uh, like mostly really fun. Like they, obviously they weren't all amazing, but mm-hmm. you know, a lot of them were well worth reading. Yeah, uh, we have Justice Society of America issue seven. Uh, cover we got the uh you know lady whale cat on the front there which is nice mm-hmm. um we have nate terrors issue two also solicited here further down oh, wow. the list so yeah that's... that's a cool cover that is gothic yeah yeah is that down is that sandman on the cover yep it looks like wesley dodds yeah okay oh the second cover is better oh the uh matina cover with the sandman Ooh. mask and the... oh, just the mask yeah yeah well that was like world war one I was gonna say it looks very Mad Max to me. Yeah, it looks that too. Yeah. Oh, I really like the um, the homage cover at the end. To uh, oh my god. Yeah. Death in the um, family. Death in the family. Thank you. Okay, uh, that's interesting. Uh, so then we got Night Terrors Action Comics issue one. I'm just going to run because th- we went through these before. This are these is- alongside the main book, or the main book's taking a break for? Th- those months. No, these are alongside. These are like when they do the the like yeah. breaks. Basically, think about it when the Flashpoint was coming out. You got all those miniseries tying uh, in. Uh, yeah. This is basically a series of two issue minis, and because it's you know only four issues, double shipping, only the last two months. So these yeah. are these are all two issue minis. So I'm just going to list the titles here because we already talked yeah. about uh, what all these yeah. were like when they get announced like a week or two ago. So we got Night Terrors Action Comics, Night Terrors Angel Breaker, Night Terrors Batman, Night Terrors Black Ooh. Adam. March on Batman. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we spoke about this. With uh, Josh Williamson too. So Nate, you guys are gonna be thrilled. Night Terrors, Catwoman. <laughs> Night Terrors, Detective Comics. Night Terrors, First Blood. Night Terrors, The Flash. Night Terrors, Green Lantern. Night Terrors, Harley Quinn. Night Terrors, The Joker. Night Terrors, Nightwing. Night Terrors, Poison Ivy. Night Terrors Punchline, <laughs> Night Terrors Ravager. Has anything not got a Night Terrors tied? <laughs> Night Terrors Robin, <laughs> Night Terrors Shazam, Night Terrors Superman, Night Terrors Titans, Night Terrors Wonder Woman, and Night Terrors Zatanna. There better be nothing after Zatanna because it starts with a Z. God damn right. it. I'm, I'm putting this out there. I don't want to read all of those. I mean, there's I'll, too many. I'll be picking and choosing. There's definitely some oh, creators that sure. look interesting, some less so. Yeah, because uh, some of them like they're by the the writer who's doing the book, like the the, the ongoing. So like, so I feel relatively yeah, yeah like, I'm like pretty relevant. The Shazam one uh, is Mark Wade, and he's done the Shazam book, so I'm I'm more inclined to what I read that because it's like okay, that's right. thematically tie in to whatever well, he's doing. And then Ravager is you know Ed Brisson and Dexter Sto- Soy. So yeah, like, yeah, that might be worth to check out, even though we're not reading. But alternatively, Batman by Williamson and March. Yeah. Hey, I don't have to feel bad about skipping that. <laughs> now there's about a thousand Night Terrors books. <laughs> I didn't realize there was this many. Hey, we've had too many quiet weeks recently. I'm I'm glad there's going to be a, a big choice of tie-in books to pick from. 
What about four every well, week? And then the Wonder Woman one also is Josie Campbell and Stephanie Williams, which that's good. Yeah. We talked about last that's, week. That's was... good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got Looney Tunes 273, Mad Magazine 33, Multiversity. I'm not even putting those at the bottom anymore. I know. Again, okay, it's just alphabetical. Yeah, there's no yeah. rhyme or reason. Well, there is rhyme and reason. It's alphabetical. But you know what I mean? There's no yeah. hierarchy. There's no, like, here's the important things we want to highlight this month. Except Night Terror's issue one. That was the only thing they got. No, no. The uh, Hulk girl issue one. All the issue ones did, sorry. All the yep. issue ones did go at the top. But, yeah. Just thankfully not all Ooh. the Night Terrors tie-ins as she was. <laughs> I might have to pick up this facsimile for... My uh, Greatest maybe. Adventure issue 80 facsimile edition? Yeah. Yep, yeah. That's the first appearance of Doom Patrol. Peacemaker yeah. Tries Hard issue 3. We have the Sandman Universe special... The Sally? Did I pronounce that? Connor? Yes, really. Thessaly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Oh. We got... I don't know, we, we got some creepy, kind of attractive chick doing a bit of a the Al Snow uh, gimmick with a... Uh... Hey, I'm here for it. I don't I don't have the... This is where it's cut off. Halfway through Night Terrors, I lost the covers. All so. right. Uh, she's holding a head, Matt, is what I meant by gotcha. the Al Snow gimmick. Everybody loves that. Everybody wants head. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, Spirit World issue... Do you know what? In the corner of my eye, I thought that said Space World issue. I thought, what? what are these <laughs> oh, publishing? Oh, oh, I'd read that as well. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> are they adapting the movie? Or is it <laughs> oh my god, a sequel to that? Where they are now? On yeah. this issue, Ginger Space takes on Darkseid. <laughs> you know, you, you joke. Don't see it. I would buy that, but I, you know, we already have a we already have a predilection, so <laughs> oh, dear. it would sell. Yeah. Uh, tell me what you want, what you really, really want. The anti-life equation. No, tell me what you want, what you really, really want. The anti-life equation. <laughs> Gosh, she just she just annoys the the piss out of him until he gives up. <laughs> oh dear! Uh, why is uh, this not real? Uh, Static Shadows of Dakota issue five, Steelworks issue two, written by Michael, Michael Dorn. Book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you weren't here for the rest, but this I think Connor, but uh, Worf is writing the Yeah, I know. I saw there's a lot of controversy about it. Um, there? There's a lot of people not happy. Uh, basically, um. In the massive lineup of books they kind of recently announced for like the Dawn of DC stuff, there is significantly less women writing books than there were ah. before. And then they're like, oh, and we're just getting celebrity writers now because they can just slap that on instead of having women writers. And uh, people are not happy online. And uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe he, uh, maybe he'll actually make a perfectly good. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not just a random. Yeah, he did play Steel. Oh, um, well, because he hasn't. <laughs> No, he has. Was he the voice? Oh, you're right. No, he was. He was the voice in the yeah. Maybe yeah. you're right. You're right. So, uh, yeah. You know, it's not like they just pulled a celebrity like, hey, do you want to write a comic? You know? <laughs> so, but I understand. I understand the frustration. You know? The, the, this week, Ginger Space rates uh, the new Doom <laughs> Patrol comic. Also, you know would read. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell me you wouldn't. Uh, yes. I can't. Yeah. I the narration is just going to be tell me what you want, what you really, really want, and then robot yeah, man's like a human body. Away. I want a human yeah. body. Anyway, uh, yeah. So I don't. Know. Oh, so yeah. I mean, obviously, it's got a huge question mark over it because I mean, who knows what Michael yeah. Dorn is like as a writer. But uh, yeah, so that's still coming. Superboy: The Man of Tomorrow issue four is out. We'll be talking about issue one of that a bit later. Uh, Superman: Lost issue five. Um, 
Covers for this have been typically very good, you know. Superman in space, here with Wonder Woman specifically. The Jay Lee cover is spectacular. Is that the uh, yeah. the, the last one? Yeah, yeah, the white suit. Yeah, yeah. The blinding white. I guess if anything, actually, I suppose that's meant to mimic uh, the Krypton outfits in the movie, in the first movie. <laughs> there they go. All I did, all I did was reload. Now you can't get me. <laughs> Why was that not the first thing you tried? Well, but it's just because I didn't know uh, I, I had to see the Superman oh, last covers. <laughs> Matt needs to like just get a nice new computer. You know, nothing fancy. Just. It's not that, I just think it's the browser. I really do. Something built this century would be just nice. (laughs) Brother, this computer's only three years old. It doesn't I like it. (laughs) No, it's fine. Like, it works enough. It just, (laughs) if I'm recording video, or if if I'm on... It just takes a minute on the browser. It's a potato is what you're telling me. It's a potato. (laughs) It's not a potato. You know what? When I go to work overtime on Sundays, and I'm watching horror movies via Shutter, it works fine. That's all I need. So we're good. All right. All right. Uh, Tales of the Titans, issue one. What is this? Uh, so This written... is the um, the stuff that they're doing for um, spinning out of the Mark Wade stuff, I think. Not the Mark Wade, the Nightwing. The, the Titans. Titans book, yeah. Yes. It seems like it's origin stories for them. Okay. Yep. So 40-page, $5 book, uh, Shannon Hale and Dean Hale writing with Javier Rodriguez. Um, on the art, so uh, it's got a cover by Nicholas Scott. It seems like they are taking on the original stories that had their origins in them. I mean, I'll tell you this: it does feel like a a, a commitment here between Nightwing spin out into a new Titans book mm-hmm. uh, by Taylor that's prominent with a good artist. Is it also doing these one shots or whatever they are uh, doing origins for each of the characters? It does kind of feel like they're trying to really prop them up as like yeah heavy hitters in the in the universe right now which is good so as they should be uh, yeah I'm, I'm not, i love starfire so without a doubt i will be buying this one shocking yes yeah uh the vigil issue three waller versus Wildstorm issue three we got wildcats issue nine absolute watchman 2023 edition uh, hold on a minute how many you so if someone got every edition of watchman how full of a shelf do they have of just watchman um uh they need an entire house. Yeah, right? Oh, do you know what? I actually think a lot of the regular books are taking them the months off for all these... Night yeah. Terrors. Night terrors. Yeah, there, there was no action, there's no detective. No, no detective, yeah, no action. So when I asked, no Superman. turns out I was right to ask. Yeah. You, I, I, I wasn't expecting it, but now we're at the end of the alphabet, I'm like, where the hell are all these other books? Yeah. Uh... Okay, well, I guess it's going to be Night Terrors month for two months later in the year. <laughs> Night Terrors month for two months. You know what I mean. Two Night Terrors. Shut up. <laughs> hey, you said it. Aye. Okay. Okay, that kind of bums me out. I all Like, see when they do, like, you know, Villains Month or Zero Month and it's all Zero issues? Like, I, I don't like that. I want my regular books. I want my you regular You don't want Gimmick books. Month. Like, I'm fine with the option to get extra things. I, I don't want to lose all my monthly comics, though. Yeah. But alternatively, comics are expensive now. And if you... And they know that, and they're like, hey, if we slap on 50 books on top of everyone else's already, you know... Oh, sure. Most people are relatively in, at, at the higher end of their budget on their pull list already. If they slap on a shitload of books, how many people can actually yeah. buy most of them? Well, I'll probably be reading more of those Night Terror minis than I thought I was then, <laughs> based on this. Yeah, it's not quite as I bad. I mean, 
if we're already reading them, so like the Green Lantern, right? I'm yeah. already planning on reading Green Lantern. That's the same team, so that's just... Uh, oh yeah, but those were the ones that oh, we would yeah. be definitely reading, even if we still had all the right. regular books. I feel like now, because right. a lot of the regular books are taking those two mm-hmm. months off, that we'll probably be yeah. less strict about which ones we're going to read. Right. Instead of having 12 extra books to read, it's, well, you know, nine of those you were going to read anyway, and it's only three extras. Yeah. There'll probably be a few more read that wouldn't otherwise. But I mean, I, so that's... Pete, we're already kind of out on Batman, and now you had uh, March on art, and like, it makes it easy to not want to read it. Oh, is this going to be the same problem? Do you remember, um, what was the shitty event? Convergence. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, and then you just didn't come back for certain books afterwards because mm-hmm. you were like, well, two months off kind of killed I my mean, interest. I don't think that'll be a problem here just because we have the show, so we'll, we're inclined yeah, to come but, back and read it. But, but something like, like you're saying, you're kind of feeling already. Man, you know, I mean, we're already on, on the outs with, with Batman. And like, well, no, no, you're saying that, but I have no intention of stopping reading it. Yeah, I do. Oh, of course you do. Will I? <laughs> Probably not, but... You, you'd love any excuse to, to at least pretend you're going to stop reading Batman. Yeah, because you know what? I have more flipping Batman comics than I'm comfortable with. But so most if I could stop great. buying them... Most, huh? most of them are great, to be fair. It's just the main one that's kind of shit. And yeah. Disappointingly so, because I expect better from Zarsky. Right. But, yeah. Oh, we really did I have no like... opinion yet, because I'm not yeah. up to date. I've, I'm, I've not, I think I've finished the last arc, but I'm not on yeah. the new one yet. We, like, we were, we've, been kinda, we've been kind of mixed on the art, but we both hated the last issue. Like, we were just... I, I saw the reaction from one of you. Mm. I can't remember who it was. Yeah. And I went, oh... Oh, well, I'm less excited to catch up on that now. Yeah, not not feeling it. Uh, anyway, so the Clyde two editions I'll just run through very quickly. Uh, Absolute Watchmen, new edition, uh, because they'll keep that in print forever so they never lose the race. Uh, <laughs> but this time it's an Absolute edition. True, true, yeah. It's the best way to read it. So they have Probably. Absolute rates, yes. Uh, those those 9x9 nine nine panels are going to look fantastic. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Batgirl Volume 8, Joker War. Uh, oh, this is the Cecil Castellucci stuff. I guess they never get around to the paperback of that? I, I guess not. Okay, fair enough. Because uh, that was a while ago now. Uh, yeah. Uh, Batman The Audio Adventures, Batman Detective Comics Volume 5, Joker War, uh, which I guess is around the same time. Are they just... I mean, these all must have had hardcovers first in the software. Yeah, the, the, so much these later. are paperbacks, which are at least yeah. a year later for paperbacks, is yeah. the general rule. They just, so. just feel ancient uh, now. Yeah. Uh, we've got a reprint of the Golden Age Omnibus for Batman Volume mm-hmm. 1. I I do love that they're keeping these things in print. I actually think it's really cool that they're going out their way to yeah. print these every couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman Justice Buster Volume 1. Looks uh, manga. Yeah, this is like a graphic novel. It, it is very manga, but... Hey. Judging by the written and or the artist and, and It's a cool looking cover. Yeah. Uh, we got Batman Nightwatch. Uh, soft cover. We got Batman Under the Red Hood Deluxe Edition. Might pick that up. Yeah. Uh, so that's getting a big fancy reprint. Uh, Batman Wayne Family Adventures Volume One. What is this? I don't know. Uh, uh, oh, I I think I know what webtoon that... stuff. Yeah, the yes. webtoon stuff. Um, I read the first like eight of those, and it was yeah. really fun. And I I had I do intend okay. to go back, but I will probably just pick this up instead and have it formatted more how I like to read comics. Because Webtoons, if you're not familiar, it's one continuous scroll. Gotcha. It doesn't have page breaks necessarily. You just keep going and going and going. Um, 
so I prefer to read it for reformatted like this. Uh, yeah, that's cool. That seems like uh, like in the the kitty type stuff. Yeah, like, yeah it's it's know. really like family friendly stuff. Yeah, but it's it's good. Uh, we got Batman Incorporated Volume One. We got Batman: The Joke of the Deadly Duel Deluxe Edition. That's getting a deluxe edition like right out the gate. What the hell? I mean, when you pay for Mark Silvestri, you, you're gonna try to. Okay. You might as well. That's yeah. the whole showcase, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, World's Finest Volume Two. Uh, we got Batman Adventures Omnibus. Oh, that's interesting. Getting Omnibus. Uh, Darkness of Steel Volume One soft cover. DC Ruby. Uh, DC versus Vampires Volume Two hardcover. Skip it, everyone. It's fine. Skip it. Yeah. Uh, that was All Out War Part 2 as well. That's All so Out War. Skip yeah. it. Wait, All Out War got two parts? Yeah. It collects the... All Out War 4 to 6 and DC versus Vampires. Oh, I guess it was a, I guess I had another one shot it included with the first half. Mm-hmm. It's still pretty tight. Yeah. Instead of instead of just doing an eight-issue trade, they've done two, two four issues. And the, the one-shots are a bit bigger, admittedly, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's, a, bit, it's a bit... Yeah, it's a bit in the tight yeah. side from them. I agree. How do you remember which one Killers was? I don't think I read it. Yeah. I can't remember. Uh, Deceased yeah. War of the Undead Gods, hardcover. Uh, look at that, all eight issues in one collection. How nice of them. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm telling you that, though. I'm looking forward to the uh, the big deluxe of all of Deceased. Yeah. Probably more of an omnibus of all of it, isn't it? Yeah. It's going to be like 20-odd issues, right? I mean, think about it. You've got... Uh, six six and then three double-sized yeah. issues so it's effectively 12 just call it for the yeah. sake of page count and then you've got another six you've got at least a one eight. shot and then an eight so i feel like that adds up yeah, to... it's like 25 yeah, well just... didn't the first one have the one shot or was that later first one had the one shot as well yeah okay oh, yeah. Oh, maybe it's a small omnibus i would say it's yeah. a smaller omnibus rather than just a deluxe but uh you got Diana and the Hero's Journey, one of these, uh, you know, original graphic novels. We got GC... She's got a goat. <laughs> GCPD, The Blue Wall, hardcover. Very uh, good. People should pick it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that's got a hardcover. That, that felt like one they might just skip that and go straight to softcover, so... I think it's just prestigious enough that it'll sell nicely as a hardcover. Oh, well, and 25 for a hardcover is not bad either. So... Mm. No. Uh, and then we got Gotham City Year One, also hardcover, unsurprisingly. Yeah. Uh, Harley Quinn Volume Four, Harley Quinn the animated series Eat Bang Kelter, uh, and then animated series Legion of Bats, and then we got I Am Batman Volume Three, The Joker the Man Who Stopped Laughing Volume One, uh, with a Behermo cover, which is obviously very mm-hmm. nice. Uh, Joker One Operation Joker Volume One. It looks like another manga one. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Nightwing Fear State. Uh, obviously, the, the the fear state arc Take of Nightwing. Back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nightwing, the Joker War, Robin and Batman. That's a Jeff Lemire. It's a soft cover uh, version of it. Mm-hmm. And then we got Spy versus Spy Omnibus. We have Superman versus Meshi. Volume one's not a manga. Book. I guess this is a, a thing. manga. This is a thing they're doing. I guess in the month is they're doing like three it's... or four manga books. <laughs> Superman doing battle with lunch. Why am I? Why am I engrossed? Because <laughs> you like food and you like Superman, I guess. Yeah, not even got a Japanese food though, so this is a struggle for me, baby. Ah, you can't beat an ice katsu curry, Matt. Come on. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean katsu's not, you know, it's not what I immediately think of, but yeah. Huh? And you can get sushi that's not raw fish. 
<laughs> oh no, you can. I, I just don't eat fish that often. So uh, yeah, yakisoba is Japanese, right? What's that? It's, it's so Japanese. Yakisoba. Yeah. 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 That's my go-to. I mean, any any time I go to one of those places, I end up getting teriyaki beef or teriyaki chicken. I mean, so. The thing is, most places over here are not just Japanese. They're like mm -hmm. Japanese, Thai, Korean. You get like a mixture of like mm -hmm. that kind of uh, area of Asia. That used to be the case. I feel like I've got a few dedicated Japanese places now. They've kind of uh, opened up over the last I, few years. I don't. Well, I like them very much. I'm sure I would like them, but <laughs> I don't have my go-to's. Uh, yeah. They're very nice. Uh, yeah, teriyaki is good. I, I, I've definitely liked uh, like teriyaki is good most places. I've definitely had a teriyaki that was too bitter for me, and I didn't like it yeah. that much. But I've I've liked it most places. I've tried it. Mm. Uh, mostly, yeah. you know, if you get some free miso soup as a star, I won't say no to that. Mm -hmm. Um. Anywho, yeah. <laughs> Superman Kal-el returns. Uh, this is the basically the few issues of. Uh, son of Kal-El in action when Superman yeah. came back from War World. He, he skipped did. one. Yeah. Um, Superman, The Harvest of Youth by oh, Sonny Race. Uh, I think I'm going to pick this up. I did not know this was a... Unless it's just a, you know... I assume it's a, a graphic one novel. Yeah, it's, the, it's yeah. the YA graphic novels. Okay. It, I, I, I can this just kind of tell by the covers. They just have a look to them. Yeah. Versus the regular trade. That's for... called smart marketing. Yeah. Yeah, fair. Yeah, I'm not, I wasn't critiquing it. Uh... We got Superman Red Sun, new edition, soft cover. We got Vixen, okay. NYC Volume 1. Uh Webtoon again. Webtoon, yeah. Uh, which again, they've got their own banner, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman Black and Gold, soft cover. And that wraps up the solicits. That was a really weird solicits because they didn't... Yeah, it was. We, we went through it much quicker than normal as well. Because you went through all the Night Terrors books previously. Yeah. So you, you were just kind of rushing through them thinking, ah, we'll get to the actual stuff. And yeah. then there was no actual stuff. That that was like the vast majority of the lane. Yeah. Uh, so what did what did we actually have that wasn't Night Terror? Just to sort of glance, we got the new Hot Girl mini, the new Teen Titans mini, the new Black Label Superman book, and other than that, John Peacemaker Kent still there. Uh, but World's Finest is still coming out. Um, Vigil, Spirit World, yeah. Sandman Universe one shot, Danger Street, Dark City Boy. Deal works. Superboy, Superman so, Lost. It's basically all the all the bigger ongoings aren't there. Like there's no Superman, Batman, Detective, Action, uh, Flash, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern. Like all those are off for the month. Because Green Lantern's not that far in. No, I'll be a few issues in when this happens. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's a weird break for that to have. Uh, although I think that was one of the ones that had its team or its, its writer at least on the Night Terrors book, so maybe it'll feel mm -hmm. like it fits in. Part of it, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's have a check. That's Jeremy Adams, which it might be. It is, mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Oh well. I guess we're in for Night Terrors, whether we like it or not at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I don't I just wasn't expecting it to be that much. I I kind of hadn't kept up. I, I you know I, I took like vague awareness that oh this is what's happening. There's tie-ins, but I just assumed it was the usual yeah. amount of tie-ins, not a thousand. If they'd mentioned before now that a lot of the regular books were taking the two months off, I I definitely missed it because this was a surprise to me. So uh, I will say I'm not thrilled about that. I don't like when they do that, and. To be fair, it's the first time it's happened since we started this show. They've actually not done it since we started. Yeah, it was a lot during the New 52. Yeah. You know, obviously, 
every year for the first like four years, and then you had the convergence event. Yeah, and that was like the farewell to that format. <laughs> yeah. But even then, that was just because they were moving office and they needed some sort of filler for two months. <laughs> they, they had to have something coming out, otherwise it was it was that or nothing. Yes. Nothing Which... may have been the better choice. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly, yeah. <clears throat> I'm a big fan of nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Makes the heart grow fonder. Exactly, exactly. Absence and all that. And, yeah. and, and instead, you kind of went, oh, I guess I don't need to read these anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely dropped off a lot of things after Rebirth. I just got used to not reading comics for a little while. Mm. Uh, and then Rebirth pulled me back in. And here we Smash are. Smash got six years later. We're having technical difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> it was all Skype. Yeah. I'm not uh, putting anybody in my name, but I'm just saying. All right, let's talk about some comics then, starting with Superman issue three, Joshua Williamson writing with Jamal Campbell on the R. So we had the city infested with parasite clones, or everyone was mm-hmm. turning into parasites. And parasite was going microscopic and spreading virally. Almost. Infected Superman at the end of the issue yep. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I was not a big fan of this issue for a couple okay. of reasons. Um, I felt like I really mm-hmm. liked the creepiness of this like setup of the city being infested with parasites mm-hmm. and Superman creeping around and trying to deal with that. And I felt like they just fixed this status quo as quickly as humanly possible in the most dull and un- uninteresting way possible. Like, I got nothing out of the... Like, I didn't enjoy this resolution. It felt like I wasn't ready for a resolution. It, like, it felt like half of a, a story. Yeah. I, I, I you know, it, it, obviously... You know, it's all... I also feel like it like, missed an issue. Yeah. That, if anything, I felt like it was missing like the second half of an arc and just sort of skipped so, yeah. to the end. So the last issue ended with Superman starting to feel like the parasite stuff taking over. This one starts with him being kind of half parasite, and then he—we don't even spend time with him, you know, not a lot of time with him, going through the parasite stuff before he gets what essentially would be if like this is a cartoon, the new toy, right? Like he gets that suit. That, and you then know, he's like, "Oh, he's kind of fine now." Yeah. Yeah, he—he—he's he's already like at Lex at the start of the issue, and I'm like, "Yep." Like, give us some of him like struggling to comprehend what he's going through or something. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. It just. It felt just like it was rushing through to to an well, end point, and I just I didn't... especially for the fact that like, it didn't seem like Clark um like processed the 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 planet being you know the Daily Planet being parasite you know ized he just kind of you know realized yeah, that it was, that was going the whole ending of the last issue right and then it was yeah. just and then boom well, moving on that's that's why I saw I felt like I missed an issue like yeah. in between like like oh oh we're here now like, we're mm-hmm. doing this already like yeah what, what happened. Yeah. Other than that, though, I did like a lot of the stuff with Lex and Superman having to work together. That kind of begrudging respect where I, I like, like the end point of that, but again, it, yeah. it feels like it feels like this arc wasn't important. Like they just needed this as the mm-hmm. setup for the context of oh, we can have this this uh, new dynamic between Lex and Clark. Right, like, which, that's which, all we're using this arc for. Which After is... three issues, I get, but I feel like when you bring in someone as big as Parasite. And you make it a you know a viral type thing, you need more than three issues. Like you could have, they could have done anything else to well, make the, us put. The, Lex the problem for inside. me is that this this like setup that they did in the last couple issues with Parasite was far more interesting mm-hmm. to me than everything else they're doing. 
and it being brushed aside quickly just as an excuse to get to the point where Lex is ready to, or Superman's ready to work with Lex, just feels like you're brushing past everything I liked about it. So I, I was actively annoyed and like none of the resolution felt like it was earned or climactic, which honestly feels like a very consistent Joshua Williamson problem. This was something that came up a lot in his flash run, especially later on, where it felt like things would just kind of end in the most like convenient way they could. Like here, Lex just solves the problem for Superman really quickly with a suit. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, it's like nothing. There's, there's no yeah. struggle. There's no build up to it. It's just, it's over already. And it's almost like Lex had this drawn up. And that's, part, that's not what the story is. And these are the people that Lex made enemies of that are now going to make tough, uh, you know, things tough, tough for Superman. There we go. Um, but that's, you know, but again, it felt like just the new toy. Like, oh, here we go. This is the new suit for Superman. It, it almost you know? feels like here's the new action figure we can make. Yeah. Yeah. This suit doesn't look that good either. For, no, <laughs> for it, but it reminds me of one of the toys I had when I was younger from the animated series. Mm. You know, it was like something like Krypton Superman. And it was kind of a version of Jor-El stuff with that big dome. You know, it meant to look like a spacesuit. And I was like, okay, like, whatever. It kind of was feeling like to me when, when uh, Tynan was doing Batman and we kept getting new Bat tech mm. just because like he was finally able to write the mainline batman he's like you know at least with that i can understand mm-hmm. the desire like hey batman has gadgets let's give yeah. him full gadgets every issue right like, there's there's at least a logic there you can follow whereas yeah, this, this is, isn't as forgiving a new suit because reasons mm-hmm. yeah i think the other thing i don't like about this is that i think it loses all of the atmosphere the last issue had. The last issue, yeah. it set up this creepy city that Superman was in that was kind of like missing all of the people and it's just all replaced with these monsters. Yeah. And instead of him trying to have to navigate through that, we just cut to him already being at the other location with Lex. Yeah. And I'm like, where, where was my creepy There's journey? There's a city full of people out there, allegedly. Yeah, right. but yeah I, I don't know. It. it just robs it of any of its like stakes or meaning to me. I, I, just, I, I wasn't feeling it at all. So, yeah. like, the first half of this issue just was such a big disappointment mm-hmm. and just kind of shat away everything that it, it set up that I liked previously, that it was hard Ooh. to really just kind of get into it or enjoy anything for what it was. Uh, you know, after that, you got Lois and Clark kind of reconciling. Well, reckon, you know what I mean? Like, they're, yeah, everything's but back she's, to normal. she's no longer a uh, parasite. He wanted to say zombified, but they weren't zombies. So, you know, I don't have a good... Possessed, kind of, I guess. Possessed, kind of, yeah. Also, like, I wanted a bit more resolution with, with Parasite. It was just kind of like, oh, I have the green light to consume all these little ones. You know, kind of like, what if Parasite didn't want to? What if he liked being viral? You know, like, because it allowed him to eat more. Uh, yeah, you know? but they went on the loop of, they that oh, they will give you more energy, yeah. which, uh, like, I'm a bit confused, because it's like, if they're already him, right? Like, what's the difference? Right. He would see that as a parasite wants to spread, right? Like, biologically speaking, you know, a perfect parasite doesn't kill its host. <clears throat> I learned in biology, yeah. you know, along those lines, if it's going to split that many times, he's just going to keep going with it. That's something so, to do with the Sage Force. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> right? Yeah, this felt reminiscent of that a little bit. Where, yeah. Yeah. Just because? But, yes, yeah, just, just, just don't. I, I think it is it Lex that says, hey, hey, don't overthink it. Very much, yeah. Uh, that's yeah. just always kind of feeling from it. And then from that, you just, you know, you have Superman coming to Lex, Lex thinking he's there to gloat or whatever, but he's like, no, here's a Superman watch. 
Uh, I love how his watch for, you know, calling him on it mm-hmm. is actually engraved in the back with the logo as well. I'm like, what jeweler yeah. did he take this to to get this, like, fancy... I feel like that's Superman going, like, yep, the symbol has to touch Lex. <laughs> that's why it's engraved on the back. He definitely just did it with his heat vision himself. Uh-huh. That too. Very precise. Yeah. I do yeah. I do like the idea of Lex having a Superman watch, though, because there's just something about that. Because um, we all know he's going to abuse it at a certain point. Yeah, yeah, and obviously the last couple of pages once again is the tease of like this group of villains that are coming against Lex, uh, which, you know, again, just going back to this arc feeling condensed into three issues, so not living up to any of its potential, it makes this tease for these real villains have less bite because I'm like, well, I felt shortchanged on this arc, so it's hard not to feel like I'm going to feel shortchanged by the time we actually get to this stuff. I mean... Yeah, but I also felt like okay, if if that was the the stuff to deal with Parasite, and that was their first test, what's what's Silver Banshee going to be like? Because we get the tease for that. Yeah, you know? like you started already fairly yeah. big in terms of Superman villains. Parasite's kind of you know yeah, relatively up there, especially in terms of just you know sheer I, power levels. Yeah, outside of Lex, I'd put him in the top three. Right, you have like you know Brainiac, Parasite, Metallo, probably uh, for me after Lex. So. Um, yeah, that's probably fair. Right. So, um, but so, like, what, what's Silver Banshee? What are they going to do with Silver Banshee to make her, you know, more unstable and make it difficult for Superman to deal with? So, I kind of like that, but with Williamson, there's kind of a lack of trust. Is that what he's going to do? Is that his intent? Or is this going to be, you know, Smallville oh, style good. freak of the week? So. Uh, yeah, it's hard to say at this point. I mean, obviously, the art's fantastic because it's Jamal oh, Campbell's Campbell. great. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Nothing, I don't think, matches the, uh, that page from last issue, uh, you know, looking out over the city with the heat vision, kind of yeah. no. illuminating everything. Nothing comes close to that moment, mm-hmm. but it's still no. great throughout. I, I do like when Clark grabs Lois and they go up into the sky. I'm always a sucker for that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I really like issue two, which is why this is so frustrating, because I feel like yeah. it just squandered everything I liked about issue two. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I get that. I, I thought you were going to be way more negative on it than when you were kind of hinting earlier, but we, we kind of lined up, it's... but I still enjoyed myself. It was a quick read. That's if anything that kind of drove me nuts a little bit more because I set it's aside not, time. A terrible to issue. It. It's just it's yeah. It's pretty mediocre, and coming off of a great issue feels right. worse because of that. Well, uh, well you I don't want to take a step back. You want to keep building. It's part of that, but it's also I think a very worrying trend that Williamson keeps feeling like this, where I'm feeling it with almost everything he does, uh, even. Uh, that last event, Dark Crisis. Like I like yeah. most of it, but the the ending, the last issue, was definitely one of the weaker parts of it. I feel he has that issue where he doesn't know how to end things. You know. Yeah. Like, what what story that he's written really feels like it has a good ending that he did. I mean, I feel like has Wade Robin kinda... has Robin series is maybe the only thing that I don't have really any complaints for. Right. I I don't right. know because like I I liked what that ended in terms of the Robin book, but also it then immediately had to launch into a, a Robin crossover, right, with right. Deathstroke and Batman, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. it, like, kind of just felt like, ah, oh, we didn't actually end. No, we, we didn't have an ending for this book. We're just setting up this event. Maybe we had Lazarus Planet that it led right into. So... Yeah. yeah it, it's kind of funny, because obviously, in some ways, he's aspiring to be the new Jeff Johns, and mm-hmm. it kind of feels like he has the worst parts of what Johns did, yeah. which is... 
he's there to do the events that tease into the next events that and then the books that tease into the next big it's... crossover which is fine but the difference is is that when john's was doing that all of the individual stories by and large were oh. extremely good on their own right uh and i think williamson doesn't quite have that this no. williamson feels similar to how i feel about marvel tv shows Okay. I'm sure they're all fine. Like, yeah. like none of them, I don't think are like really like bad. But by the end of it, it's like, oh, oh don't worry about this show. But it's the next one, the yeah. next one. That's where yeah. that's where you want to be excited for. You're not. And then wrong, you get to man. that one, and then it's the same thing again. Just, just to clarify here, you're specifically talking Disney Plus shows because I am. Yes. Yeah. Because otherwise, I'd be like, have you got any vanilla Connor? We'd we'd have to talk about Iron Fist. Okay. Uh, well, they have their own. No, you don't have ones. to. Don't ever remind me that show existed. <laughs> Please, as an Iron Fist fan, that show hurt. <laughs> Man never did kung fu once. Oh. He just had a glowy hand. All I remember is it was about the Rans and the Beachums, yeah. the Meachums, or whatever they were called. It, that was the dad and the son. It was. Hey, you know this really cool kung fu thing that we have, and we could tell a very interesting story that kind of delves into, you know the whole white savior arc and why it's wrong and how we could build other characters up. Oh no, we're just going to do a business thing. That's not nearly it, it, as good. Don't worry about that. There's a yellow fist. Yeah. It glows. His hand glows guys. It looks oh. cool. Yeah. You can punch stuff really hard. And, and then you get the RZA from Wu-Tang to do one episode and it's the best episode and you don't ever bring him back. Come on. Ugh. I've opened the can of worms. You did. Uh, yeah. Anyways, Superman by Williamson. Um, I'm curious to see where it goes, but I do line up with your guys'. Uh, the end result stuff. is a mediocre Disney Plus show. Yeah, and you kind of don't want that with uh, with Superman right out the gate, right? Yeah, you want to feel definitely not three issues in. That's kind yeah. of that's that's what's really worrying. It is sad that's, that that's the end of the way. first thing, like yeah. story. Like, well, I think that's part of the problem is, is that this feels like it should be issue six, not issue three. Right. Yes. This should have taken a, a whole arc, a whole regular comic arc, which we typically think of as six mm -hmm. issues, to wrap up, and we could explore kind of this this creepy vibe that it set up in the last issue. But instead, we just skip to the end. Um, it briefly mentions that Clark told Lois about the the Phantom Lady, lady. that showed up, Marilyn Moonlight. That was that was the name. I couldn't remember her name. Oh, I I'm going to forget that. I I'll I'll probably remember Moonlight before I remember Marilyn. Yeah. I'll probably be calling her Madame yeah. Moonlight for a while before I, it yeah. sinks in what her name actually is. But... I know she does feel like uh, like what the hell they were talking about. It almost feels like a Spirit of Metropolis thing, which I think is mm. interesting because I don't ever think of you know Metropolis is the science city. Gotham is the mystic, creepy city. You know, with the hidden cultures and the yeah. court of owls, and you know Metropolis has intergang and. You know, dark side was, popping up. Yeah, it had a bunch of stuff when it was set up the uh, in the Jimmy Olsen book in his yeah. like that past stuff. I mean, that was more familial ties and stuff. It wasn't like this. It was, but it set up like some know. wider world stuff in there. Yeah. So, um, I mean, if we go all the way back to to Kirby stuff as well, that starts with Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, that's true. But again, that's more sciency type stuff. That's more leans more sci-fi than yeah. something yeah. like the Spirit of Metropolis and. You know, what does that mean? Who is she in the grand scheme of things? Um, but yeah, I'm sure Lois will, will you know, figure it out because, you know, kind of what her her deal is as a reporter. Plus, as editor-in-chief, she doesn't have much to do, I feel. So. Hmm. That's true. I don't, feel like, I don't feel she'll be as hands-on as Perry was. All right. Well, <laughs> I guess we'll do a 
Our ratings for Superman mm-hmm. issue three. Matt, what are you giving it? Um, I, I <clears throat> really fantastic art, kind of so so story. It's seven point five. Uh, Connor, I agree with the sentence that he said, <laughs> but not the number. <laughs> but the score is a six. Yeah. I think I have to agree with the six on this. I think the disappointment of it just kind of throwing away all the cool story that it's set up and just hastily wrap it. But you know what? No, I'm going 5.5. I'm going lower than Connor. Uh, I'm literally going six because the art. If, yeah. if, if the art's mediocre, it only gets a five. But I'm giving it like a full point just for the art being great. No, the art Numbers obviously. Are stupid. Yeah, the art's dragging it up for me for sure. Don't get me wrong. Like, if this had mediocre art, it'd probably be under a five because the disappointment of what it did to the story would be like That's putting fair. that in a deficit basically so there you go superman issue three uh nightwing 103 tom taylor writing with travis moore on the art so nightwing and the gang go to hell mm-hmm. to uh get the accounting paperwork for paperwork I, yeah. you know what other people would kill this for that but i love that tom taylor's way more interested in the bookkeeping of hell do you know than, what? Like seeing the the hellish stuff of hell. It made it, and I appreciate that. It made it more relatable in a weird way. But yeah. honestly, it gave me cyborg complaining about a cluttered desktop and like someone oh. who doesn't take care of the computer, and that gave me a lot of a joy. Honestly, so. it's probably the most I've ever liked cyborg. Yeah. <laughs> like genuinely, I think that's like my yeah. favorite cyborg well, moment. So, do you think that hell like tailored itself to whatever Vic Stone thinks. No, it's just it's just terrible. that awful for you everyone. You just think it's that awful by standard like yes. it would have been that way yeah. if Beast Boy had tried to access it too. Yeah, because yeah. it is hell. Yeah, no one yeah. likes to control a computer that's filled No, with I know, crap. but just with, you know, how, you know, Cyborg does everything out of thought, right? So, mm. him having to slow down because of all the icons on the desktop and all the pop-ups and him being like, uh, hey, if, if, guys, if I ask for your date of birth and uh, yeah. social security Mother's numbers... Mother's maiden name? Or, yeah, whatever. Well, yeah, <laughs> like, uh, just, uh, Maybe don't answer that. Yeah. Yeah. So Neron is getting pressured to go and get the girl because basically everyone in hell starting to like question that he's like, you know, his you know his stands. He's kind of like a gangster where yeah. he has to show us his strength, right? He's been questioned because he's not got this girl back yet. Yeah. So. You, you and gangsters, I would have said like Game of Thrones. He's trying to you know uphold his lands, and now we've got all these rivals coming up and being like, "Yo, you're not as tough as you used to be." And he's like, yeah, once yeah. I get this paperwork filed. <laughs> and then Blaze is like, paperwork? You real? Which, I, I, has Blaze I, I, always been a female character? I have no is idea. It, um, what's this I don't really remember very much. Yeah. I remember he, there was he, he Blaze doesn't want to go Satanus. down for dodgy tax returns. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, where some of the other team, uh, mainly Starfire and Donna Troy, along with uh, Babs, take the girl to Themyscira, and they're like, you know what? You have to be able to protect yourself. So they start off on a, a jolly little subplot of training her how to fight. So, I mean, they're not going to get much done in the time it takes before she gets kidnapped again, but they can get, get the basics down. Yeah. Uh, so that's where we kind of like have that. Uh, the 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 rival, you know, demon or whatever is like, hey, that's his tower there. His paperwork will be there. Help yourself to it. <laughs> Like, I'm taking nothing to do with this. Yeah. Uh, Beast Boy transforms into a big demon-looking gargoyle thing uh, to trick the guards. I, I do like that, though, too, that he can transform into any beast, including a hellhound gargoyle. So Makes cool. sense. I mean, why not? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, oh, oh Neuron's not here? Oh, oh, never mind then. Let's just, just yeah. take him out. Honestly, the visual of these old 1980s computers in a room but mm-hmm. that, and otherwise is in hell, which doesn't have normal-looking architecture no. or 
anything else. But well, it's got old computers, though. Yeah. Well, that the the walls were made up of all of the contracts of hell, right? I thought that was a cool. Uh, the room that the computer's in, right? Or is that the room later? No, that's I the room that's they the go into later. next. That's yeah. I did like that too because it took me a second to realize what those were. Yeah, because I'm I'm looking um, at this room and I'm like, what's yeah. Matt talking about? This doesn't yeah, no, look no, good. No, no. Ne- next page <laughs> where they go to get the contract. It's all just yeah. the scrolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very so, different. Uh, yeah. yeah. So basically, they find out that the kid's mom is Jezebel Jet, who's dead. So that's uh, right. a bit Which, of did that name ring bells for you guys? I it sounded familiar. I mean, I couldn't yeah. have told you much. Yeah. But yeah, that man R.A.P. Yeah. Uh, that era. So, so. Nightwing. It has a plan, and we don't really quite know what his angle is here yet, but it becomes clear later, which is basically that the contract's null and void if both Guardians haven't signed off on it. So he, his plan is to go and hastily adopt her so that he's the Guardian mm-hmm. and therefore has not signed off this, on her soul. This is a Wayne family tradition. So <laughs> yeah. just hastily adopting children that maybe... In his defense, this time it's a temporary fostering. Yes, yeah. yes. It's not a permanent thing. But just right. enough to. But I love the idea that a demon is going to care about this. Like the, hey, the, no. I do because demons care about their contracts. Yeah, demons have stupid rules. Like if you know their names, you have power over them. This, right? this is why Etrigan always well, runs. No, no, like, but... they, they have stupid rules like that. Yeah, yeah. but think about it though. Like I, I get that demons have their own rules about when they have contracts and bargains with people because mm-hmm. that's their whole thing. But I'm saying the fact that they care about the bureaucracy of Earth mm-hmm. and how that that paperwork functions. Well, has to intermingle with their paperwork system. Yeah, well, we can we can rationalize it as in order for the ritual to be completed, you know, you can't have a parental figure, you know, by you know whatever decree. Or, you sure, know. I, mean, I, I, I can ra- <laughs> I can rationalize it. I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying I yeah. think it's funny. Uh, like, yeah. like it's all yeah. it's all. Like, I just love how Neron's like, "You got me," and then he's like, "Well, we time. know." Yeah, yeah. well. Like, it's, that's not really true because he's, no. he's, he's he's sent uh, the grinning man to yeah. go and fetch uh, the kid Which, from Themyscira. A really good look how he takes on the attributes of who he's copying, right? So when he shows up as Wonder Woman, and then as it slowly starts to reveal it's the grinning man, he still has some of the Wonder Woman costume as he starts to bleed through. It's very creepy. It is. Uh, it fits really well. Yeah, but you also get that great panel when he kicks the child across the yeah. field. Uh, at yeah. full force. Yeah. FTK, fun. F them kids. Yes. Uh, but yeah, you see, yeah, you, get, you get Wonder Woman transitioning into the Grinning Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's also brought with him uh, Doctor Perlaris, who shows up in another comic this week, which was such a weird yeah. coincidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I don't know if that's meant to be any specific gorilla, yeah. but no, they they say Grod. They, they say it's Grod. Do they say Grod? Which which I don't know how they would pull Grod. Um, I mean. Unless Grodd has a deal with Neron, right? Because Neron had told Grinning Man that I'm going to send you with someone else. I assume that was Polaris that, that made a deal with Neron. Yeah, so... they definitely say it's Grodd, though. Uh, when? Next page. Really? Yeah. Next page, bottom they... of the second panel. They oh. mentioned Dr. Polaris and uh, Oh, Grodd. okay, yeah, because uh, she's uh, she stood forming them. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. Uh, yeah, so... Aye. Uh, basically, the end of this issue is that Neron is trying to basically talk Nightwing into signing over the kid and saying, hey, give mm-hmm. her permission for her soul to be given to me. You know you want to. And it's effectively trying to dangle a carrot in front of him yeah. by saying, hey, think of what you could do if you had you know, speed force powers or maybe if you had or- Superman's powers. 
So he basically gives him some powers, and that's a cliffhanger, is that basically mm-hmm. for one issue, presumably, Nightwing is going to go around with superpowers and probably do some good with them. But obviously, he's going to make the, the he, choice not to He doesn't to need them. them yeah, Nightwing's exactly. greatest power is his heart and his ability for compassion. Exactly. Yeah, and it'll be like, yeah. oh, this isn't worth the deal with the devil. No. But, uh, we but I'm going get... to take them and do good things with it while I have them. But yeah, we're right. going to get an issue where we see him... Yeah. Like you know, in this like new you know yellow and blue suit, I can definitely see the first like part of the issue being like, I'm not going to use the powers. I'm not mm-hmm. going to use them mm-hmm. at all. And then something will happen, and he'll just use them because he can. Yeah. Uh, um, I do it. like I do like that it's a play on his original Disco Nightwing, right with the blue and the yellow. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, you know, in the high collar, but you know, you've got the sort of the glowing aspect, which mm-hmm. kind of makes it feel a little bit. I can kind of get the super-powered vibe from it. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. I would never pick it's it as a... It's a good look. You yeah. Know? I would never pick it as a permanent costume, but for a... No. A joint... Temporary thing. I, no, I kind of like a, the, a uh, variant? the yellow yeah. visor. Kind of pops. Yeah. It looks great for this. Yeah, the domino mask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is the main story. Uh, and of course, there's the backup right now, uh, which is, you know, this, this rope being cut at the circus mm-hmm. and there was an explosion as well, which I'd forgotten about until the ending. Me too. The, the ending was like, oh, by the way, there's still something to solve here. We're not done yeah. with this story. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but... um, did, did you guys feel that this is the first time, because I was enjoying this for the most part, the dialogue in this felt very misplaced. I don't know if it's because the art of the kid and the dialogue mm. the kid was saying felt like it should be like closer to a teenager, not so much a, a little kid. Like, you're thinking this kid's like 10 or 11, maybe? Yeah, so um, yeah, we find out the kid basically cut the rope and the intent wasn't to cut their parents' rope, it was to cut their own right. rope to make it look dangerous so that their parents would say, you know what, no, you won't be in the circus anymore, you can have a normal kid life, you know, because the kid feels left out, not going to socialize, not staying in any one place right. long enough to become friends, things like that, which all makes a reasonable amount yeah. of sense. So, uh, you know, Nightwing and uh, John talk to the kid and have a bit of a pep talk. Mm-hmm. John makes Nightwing feel a little bit better uh, about yeah. himself. That's that's basically it. There's not yeah, cause much he to was Because he was the circus kid that, you know, but it was almost inverted, right? Where he got taken out of the circus where where he, you know... Yeah, obviously it brings up some memories for yeah. Nightwing and he, he's thinking about his own origins and past, but uh, yeah, but it's okay. Like, obviously it's not, it's not a patch on the, the main story. No, no, I just felt that the dialogue was super weird. Like, some, you know, some of the flow that was coming out of it was just like, this is written by an adult. That's not how little kids talk. You know, so maybe if they'd made a, a change and made the kid a little bit older, you know, like tweens, early teens, I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, but it's not terrible. I, I like the overall. Once we got to John and, and him talking. The problem is, if you go too old, though, it becomes a danger of, like, oh, well, you should know better. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't be sympathetic to this right. if it was like a 16 year old, because the 16 year old would just be like, no. Right. You 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 did something dangerous. We can't just write this off as you're young and stupid, right? <laughs> like, right. Uh, so. so, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's definitely it's still decent enough to like. I'm happy enough to read it when I get to the end of the main story in Nightwing. As opposed, oh, I gotta to, uh, know who caused the explosion. Yeah, for with, sure. With a lot of other books, when I get to the backup, I'm like, you know what? I've I've, I've had my fill. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm trained to enjoy a comic of a certain length, and this mm-hmm. just feels like extra work. So, uh. But so the fact that I still want to read this is, you know, a compliment, if nothing mm-hmm. else. But uh yeah. Um 
All right. Well, what will we uh written Nightwing, Matt? Uh, eight point five. Connor, uh, I'm gonna be straight eight. Yeah, I'll go straight eight too. Um, I'm enjoying this arc. I, I will say it obviously is a little bit of a tangent, and I do miss just the ongoing Nightwing City, uh, you know, heartless stuff, which which has been ongoing. Mm-hmm. But I, I I probably enjoyed this issue maybe even the. Well, maybe not the most, but I think this and the last one were both really solid. I'm, I'm enjoying the, yeah. the slightly different nature of it. So, so we know it's a temporary foster hood for, for the kid, right? Mm-hmm. Do we think his sister is going to adopt the kid? Being that she was Blockbuster's assistant and put, you know, put into the mayoral role. If maybe. Taylor wants yeah. to keep her around as a supporting yeah. character, then I'd say maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like that, and it actually builds a family for Dick Grayson that's not that family, you know. Uh, alternatively, if it's the, if we don't want to keep her around, it'll maybe be someone more distant. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, like I'll a, find a an, an uncle or a cousin somewhere. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, yes. Blockbuster, I'm sure, has some sort of cousin. <laughs> I, I mean, I meant the mother's side. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, she was a model. She, you know, they're not just hatched from eggs. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Allegedly. Allegedly. I don't know for a fact, but I can... No, no. Come on. I don't doubt for a second. Does Matt question how babies are born? No, models, if they're real people or yeah. if they are oh, just okay. hatched from eggs. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Pete was getting ready to have the birds and the bees and it's going to be super <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. Is... Matt, we have to talk about penises and vaginas. I hope you're braced for yourself. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, we'll move on then, shall we, to The Flash 797. Jeremy Adams writing with Tom Dernick writing and Serge Akuna on the art. So, uh, this is kind of a one and done story for the most part. Uh, Take, takes place during uh, Linda and Wally reminiscing about their, you know, relationship and going through her book from the annual. Um, so, that's, what, that's why they need Wallace to, to babysit. So, and Hijink Sensu. I didn't even realize it was specifically set during anything else, to be honest. Oh, no, it says it. It says this takes place during the events of the Flash Uh, I didn't read that that, uh, box. Uh, That really matters that much. It's, uh, you know, Wallace is asked to look after the kids. He goes to pick them up from school, and it's obviously the two kids, plus Maxine's there as well. So I'm loving this, like, continuing friendship Uh of Maxine being the unofficial third kid. And and Jai, or Jai, Jay doesn't really want her there. But you know, it's, her, it's, yeah. it's his sister's friend, so he's gonna try to be nice. But the fact that they hoodwinked Wallace into watching an extra kid and his reaction, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, mom knew about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, yeah. immediately they get teleported somewhere, and Wallace starts yeah. freaking out because he's <laughs> he's literally had con- he's had them under his watch for maybe ten seconds, and yep. he's already lost them to some sort of weird interdimensional kidnapping. Yep. And it turns out to be knives who we saw during the uh, when they were hopping universes back yep. uh, a couple of arcs ago, and he's got a team which I'm now going to read you the names of. Yeah, uh, from obviously different universes. We have so along with knives, we have Doctor Nightmare, who's like a scientist with like a weird VR looking helmet on. Yeah, we have Reverse Grodd, who's Grodd in a Reverse Flash outfit. I gotta know what universe he comes from. We have Mineral Man, which is an evil animal man. Yep. We have Foul Play, which is an evil Mr. Terrific, and we have Heatwave Junior, which probably speaks for itself. Yeah. Uh, so, wild, like, multiverse team here. Uh, but what's interesting about this is that it kind of sets up this idea that 
in the future these kids are going to have a team with other characters because they uh-huh. say oh we're, we're back to stop you before you form your stupid team yeah. and it's like oh this is interesting they're setting up the, the, the idea that this team that we're meeting exists here exists the, the, sometime well no no the, the, the team of villains I'm talking about the, the idea that oh. they are going to be the nemesis to whatever team these mm-hmm. kids are going to be in down the line is quite interesting yeah. uh, and then of course the big guest surprise of the issue is that the super sons show up but they're you know the the 12 year old super sons they're right from the adventures of super sons book where they were reality hopping themselves yes so as so you know was not expecting them uh and it was such a delight because we even we we got you know you know the the worst version of davian that's actually the best you know the the very condescending you know does that a lot uh, and then super, you know, young, hopeful John. Wait, so he's been aged. Are, wait, are you thinking this is just the regular universe of them? That's just from the past. I think it's a, I think it's a timey wimey thing, because this is uh, the adventure they were talking about being on mm-hmm. was the one from Tomasi's run. Okay, all right. I, I, so I didn't remember that. I, I think that they're part. a time displaced uh, version of those two. They easily could have been from another universe that's very similar, because well, you know. I think I was thinking other universe because I felt like they were setting up that this was going to be the team. That it was going to be young John, Damien, mm-hmm. with Maxine, uh, Irie, and Jay. See, I took this as this is a team in the future and that it's going to be John and Damien and then these guys and they're a little older. So they're like the... Okay, when they're all adults. They're the, they're the mentors later down the line and this is the first time that they've met, you know. Um, I mean, either way, this is what's great about Flash is that both can be true at a certain point, so and it doesn't impact the story any in yeah. any direction. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, they show up. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's some banter. Uh, the villains are kind of delightfully silly and weird. Yep. Um, there's some back and forth. There is seemingly a bit of a flirtation between Irie and John, mm-hmm. uh, which again is why I was thinking that we're going to see these kid these kid versions again for down mm-hmm. the line because. Kind of weird to set that up if, like, we're going to have, yeah. you know, 18-year-old John hanging about with her uh, mm-hmm. at any point. So, again, it kind of felt like it was trying to set something up here where we're going to return yeah. to this potential group of five down the line. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of interesting, though, that if they hadn't aged up John, we could have had this be some sort of, you know, new Teen Titans team of, yeah. like, all these kids who are around, you know, 10 to 12 years old. Yeah. Uh, you know, the next Justice League type vibe. But, you know. I mean... Like, it was a fun interaction between them. I will say this, mm-hmm. though. Uh, the arch split is literally just, like, halfway through the book. It just changes mm-hmm. to the second artist and stays that way yeah. till the end. And it is quite noticeable when it happens. Um, yeah. I would say that I actively prefer the art in the first half over the second half. Yeah, me too. Uh, so it, it really did stick out when I, when it got to that point. Um, but yeah, obviously, Wallace goes to Mr. Terrific for help. He go, tries to find them with some portal shenanigans. Yeah, uh, and they get there. Uh, it's all about this MacGuffin, this uh, ma- sphere. Yeah, this magic the- stone thing that yeah. can grant wishes. Basically, it it's basically the cosmic cube, but it's a sphere. So yeah. um, it's it, a special sphere. Yeah, there's not really not much to say about it, yeah. other than that yeah. the the heroes get a hold of it and wish them all back home, yeah. and that's basically the end of it. Uh, but the little tease at the end is that Granny Goodness shows up and picks up the orb and is like, haha, my new recruitment tool, and it says to be continued, so we'll see where it goes with this. Maybe it's setting up the last arc that, 
Adams is going to do with Flash. Maybe mm-hmm. Wally will have to fight Goodness and some of her cronies, whoever they Goons. may be. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, or, um, or hell, maybe this is setting up some of his Green Lantern. Maybe this is going to pop back up there. That was going to be my idea, too, is that we're going to see some new god shenanigans in, in his Green Lantern. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I could see that being the case. Uh, uh, did you did you catch the kind of reference to the stuff going on in Stargirl and JSA? One of them mentions that weird island uh, with Fairplay, who is terrific sidekick. That got oh, lost yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Um, I thought that was interesting. I feel like, you know, no one, I feel like that was an editorial telling Adams to put that in there. I feel like he just, you know, kind of threw it in because of similar themes here. So, which I appreciate. Um, but also foul play as a character. I just, I love the idea of an, an evil, you know, uh, cheating Mr. Terrific, you know, kind of, kind of like a Ric Flair version. So... Yeah, no, it's a it's a relatively fun issue. It's nice to see these characters bounce up. The kids have been one of the highlights of this Flash yeah. run in general, so I enjoyed those elements of it. Uh, the plot is relatively just kind of whatever, but I also like seeing these weird villains, you know, these weird evil versions of some of the mm-hmm. other characters. So it's a standalone little bit of fun. It was a decent good time. Yeah. So uh, the art shift halfway through does hurt the consistency. Does impact it? Yeah, for sure. Um, I was going to ask about something else. Um, Mineral Man, is that, do we know if that's a real Animal Man villain? Oh, or is I, that no, I have new? no idea. We don't know, because it feels real. Um, I mean, you know, you, you look, you take one look at him, and he's wearing an Animal Man style outfit, but yeah. it's an M instead of an A, and it's, yeah, so it's clear what he is, but. Yeah, there is an Animal Vegetable Mineral Man. There's a super villain who fights the Doom Patrol, so maybe. Uh, that's a, that's a play on, but yeah. Okay, I don't know. Weird. Anyways, it just it felt like it, everything felt right. So, uh, just a whole lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, not, not going to break any you know records or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, set new ground, but uh, a good bit of fun. Uh, what are you rating this uh issue of Flash? Um, I'm gonna give this a seven. Yeah, I think seven is fair. I think, I think it's good and enjoyable, but it, it doesn't, uh, you know, it's just a bit of fun, really, more than anything yeah. else. Uh, all right. Batman Superman World's Finest, issue 14, Mark Wade writing with Dan Mora on the art. Uh, obviously, we have the whole death of Simon Stagg, or do we, as mm-hmm. this issue might yeah, get into, mm-hmm. uh, which is not a surprise that Simon Stagg no. probably faked his death, or, oh, or someone faked his death. Someone faked his death. And definitely um, wasn't, he faked his own. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and where it leads sar- to. Wait, that sounded sarcastic no... from Connor. I, I'm not sure. I, I, I fully expect it to end up being that he's faked his own death. Yeah, I, I would say it's still a you, very real possibility that he. You feel that he's death. he's got a hand in wherever it's leading? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where, where it led to, which I don't want to spoil quite yet, um, fits very well in with this whole Silver AG kind of vibe that Wade and Moore have been going to. And it still feels like a you know tour of the DCU uh, of a certain time. So I, I still appreciate it for that. Yeah, um, we have you know what looks like uh, so we we got like an evil metamorpho by the end. It, mm-hmm. it also traces back. It's like okay, the 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 person in the casket is not really a human body. It's like a a robot with a with like a weird artificial brain or something. Mm-hmm. And it's like okay. 
we think it may be Ivo that's behind this, but like mm-hmm. he would maybe need help to pull this off. Yeah. So they go to uh, the Metal Men creator. What's his name again? Uh, oh shit! Oh. <laughs> it no. definitely said it. Uh, Magnus. 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 Thank yeah. you, Doctor uh, Will Magnus. All I could keep thinking is him and his pipe. So, so they go and... looking for him, and he he's like missing, and seemingly all the Metal Men themselves are all. Yeah. They're all at like T one thousand in the the molten, you know, right. metal. They're all screaming for help. I, I think it's curious that they kept talking crap about Mercury, how he all, he'll always drop the fact he, on him. He's so that, smug. Yeah, that um, Mercury is the only liquid metal, that, or the only metal that's liquid at room temperature. Yeah, that could be a foreshadowing for mm-hmm. uh, something down the line. It could for be, sure. or it could just be that. Yeah, they think it's funny that he's that smug. I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it could just be a bit of dick. Uh, the last issue ended, of course, with uh, Jimmy insisting that they print a story about how Bruce Wayne is the, the lead mm-hmm. suspect of the, the murder. Uh, so the, this issue starts with Bruce being like, Clark, you dick, why did you publish this? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, well, uh, journalistic integrity? Yeah, they did their due diligence and it points to you, so it would be, you know, unethical to not print it. Yeah. Um, and then there's a, a random Oliver Queen scene, which is not that random in context of the whole issue, but it, it felt it, it felt random at the time. Yeah, it felt so wrong too. Because I'm like, Oliver Queen, since when is he this chummy with Bruce Wayne? Yeah, like, I always felt like there was a rivalry, and I was like, he's 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 talking like a Hollywood agent. Yeah, he it, it, it didn't sound right, but that's actually all very intentional. Because yeah. later on, mm-hmm. it's like, oh no, he's been replaced by some, you know, robot mm-hmm. imposter or whatever it is. So. It's okay, someone's going after billionaires, maybe except Bruce, because now Bruce is a murder suspect that won't benefit right. whoever's behind this kind of thing. Uh, did you enjoy the panel of Robin riding on Superman's back? Uh, was that was a, a weird look, yeah. <laughs> was not expecting it. It's just, it's just a little... I feel like just being a little further up the back just would have looked a bit better. <laughs> you know, he's right on his ass, is all I'm saying. Yeah. Hey, there's cushioning. <laughs> so he can't help it that Clark is caked up, right? That's the most comfortable place to sit. Okay, yeah. I'll just yeah. you know it's stuck out is all I'm saying. Um, so yeah, we we have uh them doing some investigation work and mm-hmm. whatnot, uh, fighting a robot, just, you know st- stuff on the way. But they eventually run to Metamorpho and get him kind of involved and try to investigate what's going on, and. They're all kind of working together. Batman's even here at this point because he's been kind of hiding because he's supposed to, you know, be publicly available so he looks less guilty of the murder. <laughs> so, yeah, because if he goes and starts hiding in the Batcave and doing stuff, it'll look like Bruce Wayne's gone into hiding and being shady. Yeah, I assume so. he has bail conditions to yeah. not run away. Yeah, of course he's going to mm-hmm. anyway because he's Batman, but... Yeah, but they uh, don't need to know that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's not going to match as Malone will, though. Ooh. Yeah. There's no matches below in this issue. Match just cracking a no, weird but, reference. But no, but I'm just saying he could if he yeah. if Bruce needs to go out and investigate things and you can go you know, out of matches. Bring... No one will know. Yeah, Bruce is still there. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they end up in a like the the weird lab where all these robot skeletons have been made, and there's like a half finished yeah. Bruce. It's all it's all very creepy. Uh, good right. bit of atmosphere. Uh, obviously, the art from from Moore is on point as ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman and Metamorpho, they're the ones that go to the uh, the Metal Men's place, and we get these big, you know, molten vats where you realize that they're the the, the Metal Men are in the vats, all melted uh, mm-hmm. by the end of the page. 
which honestly, just hearing this voice with a vague face in this like you know liquid saying yeah. help us is actually quite creepy and sad. You know, it's a nice sure. mix of feelings. So uh, the cliffhanger though is that Ivo seemingly has created. He was trying to like basically create a double of metamorpho, but the the, the double would have to have all of his abilities. But he said he thought to himself, "Why stop there? Why not have a metamorpho who can create even more elements?" So we have right. a metamorpho, an evil metamorpho, who can create kryptonite, and he's got right. Superman down at the end. So that's right. the because because one of metamorpho's limitations is it has to be mineral or elements that are you know in the human body yes. that he's able to manipulate. This this evil metamorpho doesn't have that same. It can be any type of element, including kryptonite. Which it's I like. Way more dangerous. Well, yeah, and it, and it fits in with the whole Amazo thing. Of Amazo could copy the powers of, of the Justice League. Because that's that's what I, how I like how they bring in Will Magnus, is that, you know, Amazo was an imperfect android because it didn't have a, you know, a mind of its own. And that Will Magnus, through the response meters, that's what gives the metal men their personalities. So it's almost like this thing is a fusion of those two. Um, you know, and that maybe that's where will magnus is he's being you know having you know to force he's being forced to make new response meters for this type of thing you know that's why the metal men ended up in the vats to keep them out of it um but yeah yeah well i think that's what i'm trying to you i think that's what batman brings up is like why wouldn't the yeah. metal men protect them and then it's like oh right. it's because they've been neutralized somehow you yep. know he's yeah he's done mm-hmm. something to them uh yeah honestly yeah i mean this just continues to be a really pulpy sort of fun book i i do as much as i was joking about robin riding on superman's mm-hmm. back i do kind of love that okay batman can't really leave and go anywhere he's like you need a detective and like robin's yeah. already there he's like yeah i've got one yeah. um like I, I think this uh like ex- exploration of like superman just teaming up with robin sometimes is kind of nice it's kind of fun yeah well yeah i always like that too that you know clark is as much of a mentor to dick as yeah it was always Bruce like was. dick's hero oh, so it yeah. makes sense so they spend some time together mm-hmm. Yeah, but I just like we have a book that can actually focus that. on that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's a uh, it's a good time, and obviously the art from Dan Mora is just constantly very yeah. sharp, very vivid. Like everything's you're telling me, Dan Mora puts out good art. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 All right. What are we rating this, Matt? Uh, eight point five for me. All right. Uh, I'll go with just the eight. I think. But I had a lot of fun with it still. Yeah. Um I'll just go straight eight as well, I think. But uh mm. that's very good. Like I I, I very consistent read every month as uh, world's finest. So mm. cool. Uh Batgirls, issue seventeen, Becky Cluning and Michael Conrad writing with Robbie mm. Rodriguez on the art. So this is Well, it's the start of a new arc, really. It's Yeah, uh, post post the, you know. The the evil family. I thought Matt right? tapped out on this book. No, I'm I'm going. I, I keep uh-huh. going. Did he say he was going to tap out and then decide he was just going to read it? Yeah, but then I, I had a little bit of extra time this week, and I was like, oh, let's, no, let's no, that makes sense. The Matt's, no, no, no. Matt's changed his story every time. Last time he said he was going to keep reading it, so he's 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 full of shit even right now. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't have time, this would have been the one that got dropped. But you know, I had time because <laughs> I. People expect me to read the Connor Kent book, so you know. Yeah. But, well. Yeah. <laughs> so, now, anyways. No, you've read the Connor Kent book. That yeah. should be the one you drop next time, though. Uh... Maybe, maybe not. 
Oh, you just know Matt loved it. Oh, of course he did. All right, Batgirls, this issue, uh, it's a really interesting setup, actually. So, mm-hmm. Steph and Cass are at the, the park. It's like the, the annual festival in the springtime mm-hmm. in the hill. Uh, the podcaster, journalist chick, is doing some interviews <laughs> around the place. About gentrification, and people just start getting it. Yeah, and uh, you know, they're basically having a good time, and then there's some noises and a gunshot, and it becomes clear that there's a sniper mm-hmm. on a roof. It basically starts off the same way as God Told Me To, which is a fantastic little movie from the 70s. I highly recommend it. Uh, but so the, the, the girls who are not in costume, you know, they, they were just there, mm-hmm. it was, you know, civvies. Uh, they get everyone to safety inside the bookstore run by the, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if I know his name, but you know, it, we've seen the guy no, before. They- it was wasn't he involved in the 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 Ripper story? Well, we saw him a couple of times, Matt. That, yeah. that, that's the point I was going to make is that they've yeah. done a good job of establishing some like minor characters and yeah, the hill as a neighborhood feels like a yeah you know, yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's the same guy who uh, he was wearing a turban and he he, he gave mm-hmm. uh, Cass like advice on what books to read and mm-hmm. then recommended some books to her in one yeah. issue. So they've done a good job of doing that and it's like okay we actually know where this is this location means something to us because mm-hmm. they've already set it up during the run which is really nice uh so obviously the girls you know sneak out and get any costume and go looking for the sniper uh and they're concerned that uh the podcaster grace her cameraman uh wasn't yeah. wasn't in the bookstore so she got really worried that he's out there somewhere hurt and they find him and he is hurt he's a uh, hurt on a rooftop somewhere uh yep. so you know, they, they, they chase after the, the sniper and uh, Cass sort of like tracks the trajectory of the bullets and where they came from. But mm-hmm. when she gets to the the location, the sniper's not there. The, you know, it's, it's there's nothing. So <laughs> it's like, okay, this is interesting. We've set up this big dramatic opening. Who, yeah. Who is skilled enough to escape Cassandra Kane? Right? Like, she's pretty good at this counter stuff, right? Like, yeah, but it was from a distance, though. That's the thing. It's like, you know, whoever has true. had time to get away. Uh, yeah. So Montoya's there briefly, and it's, it's you know, it's like Cass is uh, like, kind of like personally annoyed that they got away. Mm-hmm. She's like, next time, you know, she looks kind of, mm-hmm. the art's very good in showing that she's very pissed off uh, mm-hmm. by it. Uh, and uh, thanks for that noise, Google Teams or whatever you call it. Yep. Um, maybe, maybe you should have paid more attention to your time. Okay, I was. I thought we could squeeze another one in. Uh, so basically, shut up. Uh, <laughs> That's the most dismissive I've ever heard, Pete. He's because he knows dismissive. he's wrong. Uh, I would have if you didn't weren't dumb. <laughs> like, can we just stay on topic here? Yeah, let's, um, get, this, let's get through this background review. Uh, so. Yeah, the the girls are, are training and they're waiting for like the next thing to to go down, mm-hmm. uh, and you know we we see the one of the big plot points in the middle of this is that uh, Grace is like so distraught over what happened to her cameraman and she feels so unsafe that she actually goes looking to the black market to buy a gun for protection, mm-hmm. and that's one of the plot points here. And the two back girls are up on a rooftop, they're looking around. And they they actually end up running into the meeting where Grace is buying this gun because they find these criminals who are selling stuff and basically yeah. they're like concerned that these bad guys these you know gangs or whatever are profiting off of people's fear that they're they're selling stuff in this time of crisis. Well, it's it's the fact that they want to make people safe, but they're not going about it the right way, right? So they're just making more problems 
in the long run. Oh yeah, I, in like a macro sense, sure, but like yeah. specifically, this like, oh no, these guys are like profiteering off of right. you know, the fear and the hysteria because of something dangerous going on. Um, and as they point out, you know, adding more guns to the mix isn't exactly going to mm-hmm. make anything better, especially since the sniper is like from such a distance that like, who are you going to actually shoot? Like, you're not going to see them. Uh, with your handgun or shotgun, right? You, you know, they're, they're miles away. Yeah. So, uh, the girls intervene, they beat up the bad guys or the, the punks, um, and right as this is happening, we cut to whoever the sniper is at a window, and we see that they've got Steph in the crosshairs. But then they, they redirect and they aim at one of the bad guys, and the gunshot rings out, and all of a sudden, again, we're ducking and diving behind tombstones, because this is all taking place in a cemetery. And- and the graveyard. A really cool location for this. Yeah, and I, I love the tension of this. It all felt really kind of on edge. It felt like the, the Batgirls were really trying to like sneak around. And mm-hmm. it became this really interesting tactic where after they dump all the gang members in like a, a an open grave, because you'll be safe down there. Yeah. Uh, basically we have Steph like standing up and like talking and basically being a bright distraction for the sniper, yeah. whilst Cass is trying to get to whoever it is. To sneak around. Right? Yeah. So Cass has gone into super sneak mode. She's got up really fast, grappling up the building, while Steph is being kind of this intentional target. Um, and this is all really nice. Like uh, Cass especially running up the buildings. All the backgrounds are purple. The city's purple mm-hmm. in the background. And she gets up to the wherever the sniper was. The sniper's gone yet again, which we know Cass was determined to catch them. So there's already some meaning mm-hmm. to the reader here. And this means something that Cass missed them yet again. But the final panel, the cliffhanger is three sniper bullets and then a note that says one for each Batgirl. So this is directly related to them. So whoever this is probably knows who they really are because mm-hmm. the first time they struck was when they were at this, like, you know... In civilian. Yeah, they were at this, like, yeah. you know, concert in the park. And they were in civilian clothes. So whoever it is knows who they are. And this is personal. So I assume this will make sense, whoever it is, when they reveal it later in the arc. Mm-hmm. Um... It did kind of look like it might be a woman based on the silhouette, but it could just be a guy with long hair as well, admittedly. But um, I suspect it's someone from probably earlier on the run, just because it makes sense to me for it to be that. Yeah, seems like it's because it wasn't the biker gang selling the guns also from the earlier part of the run. I think they popped up before, yeah. 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 So it wouldn't surprise me if they're they're bringing this all. In fact, didn't they steal the car from them? Or I believe so. Yeah, I think that would have been them. Uh, yeah, I really liked this issue, actually. I, mm-hmm. I thought it was a really strong start of a new arc that mm-hmm. gave us some real danger, right? It really felt like, you know, all the, all the mm-hmm. ducking and hiding from the sniper yeah. uh, was a really simple, effective way to have tension. Um, mm-hmm. But then you have this personal side of it where Cass is pissed and catch the sniper, and then at the end it's really personal because now the sniper is specifically toying with them, mm-hmm. specifically coming after the Batgirls. And, so, uh, and the arc's pretty good, too. I really like the... Uh, Mm-hmm. Especially all the stuff in the cemetery in the last. Yeah, the cemetery uh, stuff I thought was a really inspired action sequence. Is, I don't really think of of that in comics because like it was a kind of very sneaky, with Cass going amongst the tombstones, tracking the trajectory of the bullets and stuff. So yeah, and then the other really little, stood out. The other little detail at the end that I really liked as well is that uh, Babs cuts the power to the cemetery, so all the mm-hmm. all the street lights in the cemetery all go off go out. to try and give Cass some cover and make it hard for the sniper to see them. Uh, I like that. I, it felt like you know they were all sort of working together. They were trying to save people. Even the the gang at the end is like we still have to save yeah. these guys. You know we can't just let them die either. So 
you know, you've got a good mix of like good tense sequences. You've got the Batgirls being fun and sort of bantery still, but not as much because they're in a more serious situation. Yeah. Uh, and I and I'm that. still enjoying the voice for Cass too because she's <laughs> yeah yeah you know, absolutely. You know when you're reading her. She she quotes yeah, uh, Edgar Allan Poe at one point, mm-hmm. and that's become this running thing because she's been reading a lot. She starts quoting right. some classic uh, yeah stories and stuff. Didn't she do Shakespeare in one of the last? Yeah, works? yeah, she did. She did like yeah. a Shakespeare quote. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I actually kind of dig that as a little character trait is that she's you know mm-hmm. she's speaking more, but because she's reading a lot of classic <clears throat> books and stuff, she's sort of like quoting things. So she's like mm-hmm. she sounds like Cass when she's speaking normally, but she'll throw uh-huh. in a quote from you know. Like a see yeah. how, not reading this, it just sounds like a bumblebee in the Transformers movies. I mean, yeah, but she's not using it as it's, you know, yeah. It's only one. It's one quote in the entire yeah. issue. It's not mm. you know. It's not. And it has it's not every line. <laughs> and it has to do with what's going on because it's a quote about fear, and you know, from a Poe story and and whatnot. But no, I, I like that with you know because this is a a girl that was raised to fight and right, so her brain works in that type of way. So she can pick these quotes and stuff from the things she's read like she can you know martial arts moves and so i feel like it, it really builds to her character and um, i'm excited to see how this carries if any of this carries over into her um uh spirit world book well that's not her book but she's not featured in it uh so. i mean yeah hopefully the the creative team in that are mm-hmm. paying attention to this run and seeing what's been yeah. done previously uh it's always nice when that that consistency is yeah there. Uh, but no. Uh, honestly, it's a shame that it's ending with issue twenty because I feel like it's done nothing but get better, basically. Yeah. Uh, but everything mm-hmm. after the first arc, I think, has been relatively good to yeah. great at times, and I think this was another good issue that just felt like a really mm-hmm. cool little story idea. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I dug it a lot. Nice, consistent art, very expressive, fits the tone of the book. Nice, uh, threatening new villain that's simple and effective which is the total opposite yeah. of that first arc where there was like five villains and yeah all this interlocking stuff this is really simple and like dangerous and just you know get a lot of good thrills out of it so uh ma what are you rating back girls issue 17 um, i'm gonna give this a straight eight i think i'll go as high as an 8.5 on this to be honest okay. i really enjoyed this uh so there you go that's back girls Superboy, The Man of Tomorrow, issue one. Kenny Porter writing with Janoi Lindsay on the art. This is the winner of last year's Round Robin tournament, which is not a Round Robin, but that's a debate that we've had many times before. Right. Uh, so this is this is six-issue Connor Kent book, uh, yeah. which is a lot more incontinuity than I was expecting it to be. It's, it's, it's actually addressing the fact that, oh, he was erased from reality and he's back now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's looking. He's looking for his own relevancy, right? Yeah. Like, where, where do I where fit does... in the super family now? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought you were going to say like you, Connor. You're struggling for relevancy. <laughs> oh, I mean every day, but that, that's, that that's a separate thing. Sits uh, close to home. Yeah, um, I think. But oh. Yeah, I I like that though because he's like, well, you know, John's now older, and there's Kara, and you know, we have these kids now. Like, what do I do? Well, the kids aren't there yet because it specifically says yeah. it's before, before Action Comics uh, 1050. But um, I I wasn't like, this wasn't bad by any means, but yeah. I wasn't that into it because I felt like the, the setup was interesting enough. Him feeling misplaced because like the other supers are all mm-hmm. there to deal with everything was fine. Um, But once I, after that, when it was basically just he goes to somewhere else in the universe onto a planet to try mm-hmm. and find a purpose to go and help mm-hmm. someone, which is fine. 
But then it just became, oh, he's fighting these aliens, and it there's a... just felt like, oh, we need action for an issue. Yeah. Because yeah. it's that... issue one, so there has to be a lot of action. So that's most of the issue, and I was just kind of yeah. bored by all that. <clears throat> well, and, and the aliens that he's fighting, I'm not that interested in, like, this Dominator clone regiment and stuff. I'm like, that's fine, I guess. I just don't want to see him fighting versions of stuff that we're used to. Yeah. I feel like that's where we're going to go. It just, it didn't feel like there was any real concept yeah. to it. It was just kind of like, he needs something to fight, so here, this mm-hmm. is it. Rather than, oh, there's a, there's a hook, there's a gimmick, there's something that is exciting right. for future issues. Yeah. I never here's, felt that. Here's a Despero clone that has a gun as his third eye, you know? And here's a, <laughs> and, you know, here's, which, from one of my all-time favorite Green Lantern Corps stories, was, I forget the, the species she is, but it's the butterfly-looking clone. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the one that teamed up with Guy in the undercover story from Dave Gibbons that I love so much. Um, she's one of those. Uh-oh. There he is. Um, but yeah. So I, I mostly enjoyed it. I mean, it's just a lot of super family in space right now coming off of Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then Superman lost, and now this. I feel like Supergirl you know? though, like presented a story though. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. I just like I wouldn't have pitched this as a Connor Kent story, knowing that we were in the middle of that, right? Like, because that that at least heard you know people doing... demanded that they get this story. I did they though? Did they demand? I mean, Allegedly, there was a yeah. vote, so who knows? Yeah. But. Like I don't necessarily mind that it's a Connor Kent story in space. Yeah. I just felt like it didn't do anything to be like, here's the the hook of this story. Here's why you right. want to come back to it because we've set up this simple idea. It, it just kind of felt like here's a bunch of characters, and then there's this team that show up at the end that are going to be his allies, presumably. The Cosmeteers. And I, I I took one look at this team and went, yeah, I don't need to read any more of this. This just yeah. looks boring as shit to me. I'm, I'm going to see how long I can go on this. This is going to be my <laughs> Connor and the Red Hood experiment. I, I will probably just wait and I'll probably read the full six issue thing when it's just all out on DC on Infinite. Yeah. It's that but, sort of know. story where I'm like, yeah, I, I can see it being a, a, a perfectly fine evening trade. Yeah, I just... I feel like a, a, a hypocrite if I sit there and complain that we don't have a Connor Kent story and then don't give it at least two issues, you know, so... You did ask for one for at least five years. I did. Not this, though. <laughs> not, not him finding his purpose, which I, it was so silly. How dare him, he have a purpose? Well, not just that. It's him going to Keelix and being like, where can I help out? And like, oh, well, no every way. other team is, is working on something there's nothing for you joe, so he joe, goes to look in the galaxy as if the green lantern core don't exist joe i felt was weird about that as well is the the, the panel where it showed you oh supergirl's got this place covered superman's mm-hmm. got this place covered one of the ones that showed you was his young justice team and i'm yeah. like that's your team you could just with be them. with them yeah. <laughs> yeah. but and and even if have you know as a writer have him comment on like you know i need something for me like he needs to get his mojo back, not you know, not team with Young Justice. So, yeah. also, I, I I'm not a big fan of the high fade leather jacket look. You know, sure. Um, well, uh, not so. quite the same, but I'm not a huge fan of the art. I would say, like, it's yeah. not terrible or anything, but I'm not a fan of the style of the faces uh, throughout. I don't have a big problem with that. I don't either. Um, I think the aliens look okay. I think anything with like back on Earth was a little bit weird the humans the humans don't look good. the people yeah, yeah the people but um 
I thought I thought like the 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 one page in Smallville with Montauk Kent. I thought that all looked very rustic and okay. I, I thought they looked fine, but yeah. So you know, I'm not disappointed. Um, but uh, again, I wasn't like I didn't just, have it built up. For you're anything. not disappointed. You're just angry. No. <laughs> so, but uh, but yeah, looking looking forward to see what kind of what other kinds of clones that we get because they were all super stoked to have. Uh, you know, someone with Kryptonian DNA. Yeah, it um, just it felt like the basics of like, okay, let's ex- explore what Connor Kent is going through yeah. for the first you know chunk of the issue, and then it just became a lot of filler and set up for more like uh, these characters in space. Yeah. And I'm like, this just all feels like a bunch of filler story to me. Mm-hmm. So I, I I didn't really feel anything for this. Yeah. No, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, and there was also, I guess they're doing backups in these of like the runner-ups where they get like a little eight-page story at the end. Oh, yeah, I didn't read it. I didn't read it either. I didn't, but I didn't look. I just I got to the end of the story. And I was one like, of the Green Lantern good. ones, though, right? Yeah, oh, it was the the Lantern at the end of the. It was the 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 less interesting of the two Lantern right. ones. Yeah, uh, but it at the end it said next time this one. So I think they're going to be doing this in every issue. Like uh, right. all the all the. You know, mm. semi-finalists or whatever are all going to get yeah. a little eight-page thing. Yeah. Which, you know, fair enough. Makes enough sense. Uh, but uh, not for me, I think, fundamentally, is what I'd say. Uh, Matt, what are you rating Superboy the Man of Tomorrow? Um, I'll give this a 6.5. All right. Connor? Um, just a 6. I think it's, it's okay. Yeah. I think 6 is fair. I won't go any lower, because it's not bad, but I just... Yeah. I just felt a bit fluffy to me. All right. Deceased War of the Undead Gods, issue eight, Tom Taylor, writing with Trevor Hearsign and Lucas Meyer on the art, uh, which is the same backup artist or secondary artist as the last issue as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is the conclusion to all of Deceased, seemingly, and uh, features Damien sacrificing himself to stop the uh, virus from ever coming back. Uh, which they did a neat thing here where it tied into something Green Arrow said way back in the first deceased mm-hmm. about how Batman can't be taken out with the virus. Batman's going to like sacrifice himself to take out some god or something. And sure enough, Damien goes out that way. Uh, by Batman. Does he specifically say you're not going to be taken out by a virus? You're, you're the no, type no, that's going to... No, he says Batman. He says Batman? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. it still fits here because now Damien's Batman. It's, Damien's it's Batman. all Batman. Yeah. Right. Uh, so yeah, basically, he, he takes the the life equation from Cyborg's head and collides that with, uh, Erebus. Erebus. <laughs> I keep wanting to say Erebus. I keep wanting to say Erebus, but it's not Erebus. Erebus. It's it's the uh it's the name of one of the ships from the Terror. Oh, very good. <laughs> well, I just thought that might be a way for you to remember it. It's a bit late now, but I don't know. It's, it's so close to Erebus. I just that's all I want to say, but. Uh, basically, this will create a new universe because the, the collision of these two ideas is just going to go a big bang, effectively. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of this is the you know, John saying goodbye and and the conflict. He obviously has a goodbye moment with Cass. We don't really know yet that he's going to sacrifice himself, but I kind of got that feeling. Yeah. It just felt like it was going that way mm-hmm. from the moment where she's like, "Ah, oh, you know, you're not letting me in. You know, can't trust you to tell me what's going on." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and of course, Alfred is the Spectre, also sort of like commiserating. Um, you know, like I, I've enjoyed this, uh, you know, War of the Undead Gods 
a reasonable amount. It's not. It's probably been the weakest mm-hmm. uh, of the minis out of all deceased. Just because at this point it's a little bit older. It feels like it's doing some interesting ideas, but the the emotion is not quite as there. I do think there was a couple of beats in this final issue that felt like it was there again, just a little bit. Like mm-hmm. I thought that final page where you know Alfred Spector like visits this new universe that was created. And he sees like the shape of the bat symbol and like the, mm-hmm. the stars. I was and like, the cosmos. Oh. Yeah, I was yeah. Like, okay. That's kind of sweet. It was, nice. it was a nice touch to well, that. Well, and it's his narration, right? He says, "My bats, my sons, yeah. my whole universe." Yeah, that, that's there. Also, John sitting next to to Damien and he goes, "You know, you can't save me." And John's like, "Yeah, I get that. I just thought I'd sit here so you're not alone." Oh my god, their friendship. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. I think that was the thing. Like, the ideas in this this many have been so big and broad, and like every issue has mm-hmm. ended with a big, huge like, oh, now Dark Side's a Yellow Lantern, or now mm-hmm. Alfred's a Spectre, uh... and they've been fun. I Jesus, Matt, my bad. What is that's my reminder to take my medicine alarm. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> anyway, yeah, but like. I I think almost that like, the actual character stuff maybe get lost a little bit in the shuffle in this this yeah. mini. Um, yeah. Ar- arguably, it should have even been a couple issues longer to like fit more of that in and flesh some of those those more personal side things out. But I did feel some of it was here in this final issue again. It kind of was like, oh yeah, th- this has always been here. Taylor obviously knows what he's doing. I, I wonder if this was just a. Cause I-, I think I saw him tweet about how he had tons of like pages that he wrote that never made it in, like you know, more character stuff. Someone was like, yeah someone, tried, down. yeah, someone tried to call him out for not including Talia and and someone else. It's, and it's then, eight so goes, issues. Yeah, I know. How much can you actually get in? Yeah, there? and he goes, yeah, I know. I had an intention, but I had to go with what the main story was, not the side story. So, yeah, um, I, I mean, I get it. It's the sort of thing where maybe if it had been like a 12 issue series to send mm-hmm. it off and they had more time to do that stuff. But I mean, as it is, the big beats play fairly well. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, you know, it's got a sweet ending that kind of caps everything up. I I also think as well the way it was spread out over time. Um, like I think if you yeah. probably read all of deceased in like an omnibus down the line, I think it will probably which they will definitely publish. Oh, I assume they will. Yeah, yeah. I, I imagine they'll pro- it'll probably be a very good read. And there's some fun action stuff. You know, they have to rip a hole. Um in like space time to bring a uh, war world through yeah and they, they, they have to, to die yeah. yeah for a minute and you know right, so this uh, so cyborg stops all their hearts yep. so they can travel through the doom tube it, um but they also yeah, have to all of the people with laser powers or whatever all have to make this open in mm-hmm. erebus and then uh lobo like slices it and makes it a bigger yeah. They keep talking again. What's, what's the word with the use of the word crack in these comics? They keep talking about you know what I think it was. I think that uh, Tom Taylor had read the the Infinite Justice League Infinite, Infinite, Infinite Frontier, yes, yeah. And that, or wasn't Dark Side's crack in uh, in the Justice League Incarnate because that was the prelude to everything? It was one, yeah, it was part of that whole yeah. thing. I don't remember which one it was. I think he read that and went, this is a funny joke, I'm going to use it now. So Quite possibly uh, is what happened, yeah. Especially since the way it comes up, he's like, oh, we're going to have to make a a crack to fit in Warworld. And then someone else says, that's a pretty big crack. Yeah. Hey, Uh, it was a pretty big crack. Yes, it was a huge crack. uh, Well, I like how the the Black Racer has to, you know, uh, I think it's him and Lobo, 
have to basically insult Ares' manhood enough to mm. make him go to take on Erebus. Yeah, because Ares um, and the Black Race are the ones that can mm-hmm. distract Erebus uh, yeah. whilst the other And Ares are. gets decapitated. Yeah, because yes. war... Well, and I like that too. That's another big story plot point, is it, you know, death always follows war. So, you know, you're gonna... I'm gonna follow you here. We, we go hand in hand. And it's the old god with the new god. You know, a lot of balance, you know, playing out, so... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah it I, was like it's a really solid ending, and there's mm-hmm. nothing to complain about. It's just not. It's not like the most exciting book at this point. No. I mean, it's still going to be. We say this every time we talk about this book. It's still not going to beat the Tree Lobsters. That and you know. No, it's got no chance. With, with all of that, you know, emotion and ties to all that. So. Yeah, I I did think the the callback to the Green Arrow line from that first mm-hmm. arc was was very well done, and yes, it's the sort of thing where. Like, a lot of the other families of characters have got a second chance now, because a lot of them have come mm-hmm. back, and they're kind of happy families. But the bats all did die. Like, all of the yeah. bats went. So, yeah, this kind of, like, symbol of, like, this new universe got created out of the Batman and the Bat family was kind of a touching, mm-hmm. touching moment. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, like, you know, it worked, it worked quite well. I thought the ending was, was kind of a nice, poignant little touch. Um... Yeah, but you know, yeah, it probably is a good time to move on now. And uh, you know, he's got he's got obviously the Titans book alongside Nightwing mm-hmm. now, so Taylor's going to have his hands busy with some proper ongoing I, comics. Yeah, I think he does these in cycles where he, you know, he does his little side jaunts and he goes and writes the main continuity stuff, and then maybe we'll get to another side jaunt. You know, once this Titan stuff gets enough. Obviously, he's he's finishing off Dark Knight of Steel. Mm-hmm. I can see there being more in that universe before yeah. anything else starts up. Yeah, yeah I think possibly. Obviously, there's been delays. I suspect probably the art more than anything. It feels like there's a lot in that world to do side things in, just to do like you know other things in that yeah. time period in that world. Yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, just the entire there, right? the entire story of Black Canary. I want to see that play out in that world. Yeah. You know? So what what led her to be locked up? You know. So where she started, but yeah, no, no. no. So I definitely think we'll we'll have him on Nightwing, him on uh, Titans, you know, probably for for a minute, and then we'll get you know more because it's also Superman's uh, winding down too. So I feel like he always has at least two or three books going. So maybe we'll take a break. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, t- Titans and Nightwing are ongoing. So I mean, mm-hmm. if anything, it would just be swapping. Uh, either. You know, one of his Elseworlds for a mm-hmm. new book, or uh, maybe the Superman book for a new book. Right. But yeah, uh, but no, uh, solid enough ending, and you know, now deceased is all done. You can go and enjoy it for its its complete thing. And I do wonder if you read it all, go you know, closer together in one big sitting. You know, not, not literally yeah. in one sitting, but you know, no, like but you know, yeah. over a week or something like that. It, yeah. I imagine it'd probably read quite well as one big story now. Remember so, when he was? That people will do very soon. Yeah. Yeah. As so you remember when he was teasing this and we're like, what is it going to be? And then how it was pitched was DC zombies. And at least I was kind of like, oh, and it ends up being like this really nice story throughout. Yeah. Well, it was a lot of heart yeah. in it. He knew how to like pull mm-hmm. on the strings. I think it's because when you think zombies in comics, it, with, with Big Two, you're thinking of the, uh, what was that Marvel one that they did? Marvel zombies. Yeah, yeah, but then there's that and the, the Deadpool one as well, right? That they did more uh, recently. Dead, Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. Yeah, you end up thinking things like that. Mm-hmm. Right. And not all of them are no. fine, but 
This actually had some heart to it that the rest of them didn't. Right. Kind of made it stand out amongst the yeah. uh, the crowd of that for style sure. of story. But I just remember us being like, oh, Tom Taylor has a has an announcement for a new book. I, I also we wonder if the reason why we're not as excited about it with this last arc is not just because of Deceased itself, but just because they've done so many other like Elseworld-style yeah. stories in the last couple of years. You know, Darius is still, of course, by Taylor himself as well, but also Vampires, also DC Mech, also Jurassic League. Like, yep. it feels like they've maybe they've went to that well a bit too frequently in the mm. last few years. It starts to feel less special. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Some of them are, like, still really good, though. Like, not all of them are great, but I think none of them have been bad that I can remember. No, but that, that's I've... not what I'm talking about, though. I'm just saying that it's too much. And if you get too much of something too close together, it starts to feel, like, you feel tired by it. You feel fatigued. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I never finished DC Mac, but there, it wasn't egregiously. I did. Bad. I, had fun. I I had a by the end. I think I had more fun with that than I did yeah. uh, the Jurassic League, just yeah. because it didn't have a bunch of art swaps. Right. Mm. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, vampires. On the other hand, I was upset that I finished that book. The, the second so, half of that, yeah, yeah. I still have not finished it. I I You're just good. can't bring myself to bother with the last issue. It's a shame because the first half of it was genuinely quite good and then the second yep. half is clearly not written by the same... You know, it does feel like Tain and... Whatever his outline was yeah. didn't like, get far enough for them to... Yeah, I, I, either that or he like actually had already kind of written maybe some of the scripts for the first mm -hmm. six, uh, you know, more of them at least, and then the, the back half was all completely you know, uh, Rosenberg or whoever, and I don't know. But it just, it went off a cliff in the second half, which was a real shame. Yeah. Uh, anywho, uh, Matt, what are you rating the Sea Spore of the Undead Gods issue 8? Uh, I'm going to give this a 7.5. Car? I'm going to give it a straight 7. But still, like, enjoyable. <laughs> you sound so happy about I, it. I, no, that's the thing. It, I, I sound really negative on this in comparison to previous issues. But I still think it's a good read. It just didn't blow my mind as, a, as the ending of the deceased saga. I think the heart in this one probably made me like this more than any other issue in this particular miniseries. You know, and, and more of the That's undead fair. gods. Uh, that said, I'm still only going to go 7.5, I think. But, you know, the bits I liked, I really liked. So, uh, cool. Uh, so yeah, uh, every month at patreon.com slash TV, you can make myself or Connor read a book, uh, one of the higher tiers, and Connor is going to talk about Undiscovered Country Issue Redacted, because you didn't tell me. 23. Yes, it was 23. Yes. Um, Matt, stop clicking your mouse. <laughs> I'm letting you move it away. Sorry, I'm looking at covers now. He's prepping. Oh. God, let him, let him prep in peace. That damn prepper. <laughs> I can definitely see Matt as a prepper. Can you not? Um, guys, you, you act like I know what I'm having for dinner in three days. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you, you also have a vibe of... You are so unprepared for the next week, but if something goes down, you're prepared for the next year. Oh, he's, he's, <laughs> he's got toilet paper and uh, stuff just stocked do, up. Do you know what that's yeah. called? Having an anxiety disorder. So thanks for laughing, Connor. <laughs> Yeah, you prick. Well, maybe, just, I don't know, suck it up. Also, it's not me that plans all that stuff, it's my wife, so yes, we have a lot of toilet paper and paper towels, but that's because of her. <laughs> <laughs> also, do you least, eat as much Mexican food as I do, you kind of need extra paper around, so. 
<laughs> no, I, I get it. Um, yeah. we, after we introduced a new uh, quote-unquote spicy burger at work <laughs> and having that like four days a week. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I, I see why you need extra. I still, I, I told the story about how you accidentally ate an entire Pringles tin of sour cream and onion. I was and drunk. I know, made yourself violently <laughs> sick. So. I was drunk and forgot that they contain milk. Yeah. So, tell us about Undiscovered Country while I look at covers. Yeah, um, so we're still in this history arc. I think there's one issue left. Uh, it definitely feels like it's reached a conclusion now. The two timelines are starting to come together. Um, but it's still a little bit kind of wavy as to what the purpose is. So in one timeline, it's the Graves. They've kind of got the cure. And it's like, oh, yeah, we can, we can kind of get out now. And in the other timeline, you've got um, Janet and Chang being like, nope, we've got an empire here. And it's like, oh, and to stop the empire, you know, and then there's like older versions of Janet and Chang coming to see the younger ones being like, Oh yeah, so we we know you saw that whole American Empire version, um, but don't worry, they are. That's not what makes you so anti-American. It's what we're going to show you now. That's what you really hate. But before they can reveal it, we don't actually get to see what it is that they were going to convert them to their cause with, to convert their younger selves, um, because Ace, who's been to see uh, older graves um again multiple timelines has got a upgraded version of his robot which has now been upgraded into a big mech suit and he just uh, you know the end of the issue is he's clattering in with with the mech suit and interrupting you know uh janet and chang showing younger janet and chang the shocking revelation that will kind of push them over the edge into being truly anti-american uh, i hope we do get to see what it is even if even if the characters don't. So I think you, you don't want to show Young Janet and Chang in case it has the same effect. You, you don't want to just re repeat the cycle. you got to break the cycle. But I do want to see what it is just because I'm really interested in what kind of pushed them that far. Uh, be really fascinating. And then, I'm, and then I really want to see how they get out of this zone because, again, it's the first zone that's felt really aimless in terms of how they progress. All the rest have have had a, a clear objective. Oh, we do this thing and then we will get a key and then we will find the door. Oh, you know, that, that's how we get to it. This, it just feels like they're bouncing back and forth in timelines as loops. There's different versions of the characters running around now. Some are dead. It's it's kind of wild and it's it's not that it's necessarily hard to keep track of. It's that it just, like I say, it feels a little aimless. Like I, I don't know quite what the purpose is still and I feel like we're getting to the end of the arc now and it's still just there. It's just doing things. So I'm really hoping when it comes together, it's, it comes together really in a, a satisfying way. Because the issue's still good, and it's a solid read. And I think if it if it lands it and comes together, it'll go from being a, okay, this was an okay arc to a good arc to, okay, this will actually be a really great arc if it can, if it can kind of tie it all together in a satisfying resolution. Which is a big ask, but... You know, it's a it's a talented team on the book, so I have no reason to to doubt that they can do it. Um, but yeah, no, I think solid issue, still enjoyable, 
still just kind of feel like I'm waiting though uh, until we get to the end of this arc or to 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 find out how this arc's going to end. Um, but as it is, yeah, it's like a seven out of ten. All right. Well, that is the part of the show. We pick our favorite stuff of the week for it. Panel slash more favorite cover. Favourite art and top five books. And for the first time in like three weeks, we actually have enough books to do a full mm-hmm. top five. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Moment of the week, Matt. What you got? Um, in Nightwing, I did love the, you know, uh, reveal at the end of Super Nightwing. Um, mm-hmm. However, the one that tugged at the heartstrings the most was mm-hmm. uh, John <laughs> sitting next to Damien as he's getting ready to sacrifice himself for the universe. So that, that's going to be mine. All right, Connor? Uh, cyborgs, this is hell moment. <laughs> <laughs> that, that cracked me up. Yeah, actually, I'm going to go with uh, Deceased as well. I'm going to go with the ending, though. I'm going to go with the, the, the bat signal and the, the stars. Yeah. Uh, so that was nice. Uh, cover of the week. Uh, there's, there's a few good ones. Nightwing's got a couple of good ones. Flashy's regular cover's good. Uh, Superman's got a Matina one that's uh, fairly. I don't like that Matina one. No, no, I, I, I like the objective kind of art of it. I, I don't know. It feels really dark, and it, it feels like a Batman cover. Just oh, but we, but we put Superman on it. Well, it's Parasite Superman, though. That's the, the point. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's, it's just the way it's lit. I, I don't well, know. Fair enough. Anyway, uh, but I think Batgirls has two great covers. Uh, I like. The regular one, which is just sort of the Batgirl sort of stacked on top of each other with the, the, the clock behind them. But mm-hmm. I particularly like the way Cass is doing kind of like uh, like Dracula pose with her hands. She's got her hands up like she's sneaking up in someone. Uh, I like it from like a sort of cartoony Batman kind of way. Uh, but there is a Marquez variant uh, of Steph, which mm-hmm. is very, very pretty, which I think is my choice. But uh, it was almost the regular cover, actually. It's nice how that has two really good uh, covers. Uh, so, cool. Uh, what do you got, Connor? Um, this is the first week in a long time where I haven't had, like, a lot of covers that I think are great. I think there's only, there's only, like, two or three that really stuck out to me. Uh, one's the Simone Mio variant on Batman Superman, which I think is nice. Mm-hmm. But I think the only cover that I really, really like a lot is the Megan Huang uh, cover for Superman. It's the one with the big fish. I just think that's it's just stunning. Big fish. The big pink and white fish in the space in space, like space fish. Oh, okay, that's what that is. I've already. I, I, it has no relevance at all for the issue. But no, it's like a big space whale. Yeah. 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 I don't remember a big fish in the. Uh... There's, there's not. It's a gorgeous cover. <laughs> uh, Matt. Um. So I, I really like the the main Superman cover with from Jamal Campbell. Um, I also like the Superboy Man of Tomorrow with, with Connor and his dumb leather jacket. Um, but mine's gonna be the, the Nicola Scott Nightwing uh, variant. It's got Dick and Superman, you know, looking classic as always. So okay, uh, Connor, what's your art of the week? Oh, that is a good question. Um, There's one answer. It's, it's Dan Mora, yeah. Yeah. Although, to be fair, Jamal uh, Campbell does a good job. Oh, uh, there you go. But Dan Mora. Oh, yeah. Uh, I... 
Yeah, I mean, it is probably Dan Mora, but obviously Jamal Campbell's good. I'll also give a shout-out to Robbie Rodriguez for Batgirls. I thought that was a really fun, uh, you know, book for art. You know, it's, it's very stylized, obviously, but it's it's very consistent and always kind of fun and pulpy and fits the tone of the characters. So, really good. Uh, yeah. Uh, and Mirror on Nightwing was pretty solid, too. Uh, Matt, what you got? Yeah, I like more on Nightwing a lot. It was, uh, you know, but if we're going as the full book, the, the backup art was fine from Pin- that's Pantica, right? But, you know, not enough all the way through. Uh, it's going to be down more for World's Finest. Edging out Campbell and Superman. Wasn't, wasn't there just two artists on the main story for Nightwing anyway? I think it was just more, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, I think it was just more. No, with Vasco Georgiev art, pages 5 and 13 to 18. Oh, shoot. Okay, well then, I, I feel fair even enough. better with the Dan Mora for World's Finest. Alright, fair enough. I uh, assume that's the Themyscaris pages. I would assume so as well. Uh, Alright, Matt, what's your top five of the week? Alright, so let me bring those back up, because I, I was already getting up. Uh, number one is going to be World's Finest, two is Nightwing, three is Superman, four is Flash, no, four is Batgirls, and five is The Flash. Alright, Connor? Um... I think my first is probably Batman Superman. No, Nightwing, then Batman Superman. Uh then Deceased. Then then Superboy and then Superman. Okay. Uh my number one is probably Batgirls. Number two World's Finest. Number three Nightwing. Number four. Uh, no. Number four, deceased. Number five, flash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> uh, so there you go. There you go. Those, those are the favorites of the week. Uh, I'll tell you what's coming next week from DC Comics. Coming up next week, we have. Detective Comics 1071, Action Comics 1054, Harley Quinn 29, Green Arrow issue 1, uh, we have The Riddler Year 1 issue 4, Unstoppable Doom Patrol issue 2, uh, quite enjoyed issue 1, so looking forward to more of that, uh, Tim Drake Robin issue 8, Lazarus Planet Revenge of the Gods issue 4, Blue Beetle Graduation Day issue 6, The Sandman Universe, The Dead Boy Detectives issue 5, and DC Ruby issue 3. So a little quieter than this week, uh, but not as quiet as the last couple of weeks. Really hard to be excited for Green Arrow when it's Williamson. <laughs> yes. That's uh... Green Arrow, though. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, but it's still Williamson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least I'm not reading Robin, so. Yeah, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Drake Robin, you say? What's yes. It? Tim Drake, the best Robin. Wait, is it, is it still Rosmo? I don't know. <laughs> it's not Rosmo. Hey. Yeah. And Connor should be back on the show next week. So, uh. All, all plans are currently scheduled. For Way the to weekend. threaten the listeners. I, know. I, I mean, I'm not in work and Paige is not in the country. So, if I'm not here, something has gone horrifically wrong. <laughs> she got cold feet and fled. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely what happened. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, uh, there you are. But that is the show. That has been the episode of Comics from the Multiverse. Thank you very much for joining us. 
we have had an awkward recording time today. Uh, all sorts of technical difficulties, having to use a new uh, bit of, you know, video call software to, to get it done. So if there's been any hiccups, if, if audio levels aren't quite as perfect as normal, uh, apologies. Did the best on the fly hey, that we could. Hey, at least we had a microphone for me. Yes, that was the problem, is that for some reason <laughs> Skype refused to accept that Connor had a mic. Uh, I think what, what really frustrated me is Skype did accept I had a mic. It showed it receiving <laughs> audio to me. It just wasn't sending that. Yeah. To uh, paraphrase Home Alone, Connor, you're such a disease. So that is the show. Thank you very much for joining us. We always appreciate that you can support all the content over at patreon.com slash mailfuzztv. Uh, you know, one of the tiers you can get this show a little bit early. Um, but otherwise, that is us. You can, of course, also like, subscribe, ding the bell for notifications on YouTube, or get us on Twitter at DC Comics Podcast. But thank you very much for joining us once again. We always appreciate it. We'll see you next time. Keep reading DC Comics and always remember to never get lost in the Speed Force. Thank you.